Alright guys, what's up? It's Derek. I'm here with two special guests. Just say your names. You two my best friends. Start off Eric. Hey, what's up? My name is Devon. Mackenzie. And I'm Ken's, aka Ken's the lyricist. Alright, so we're just gonna get into and interview these guys. We have a long history for mm-hmm. friendship. Yep. yep. Started in high school, my senior year, and it hasn't ended since. So it's a, it's gonna be an interesting conversation catching up with them. Mm-hmm. See what they've been doing since I haven't seen them for two years pretty much. Yeah. When you really think about it. True. I didn't start <laughs> seeing them until probably last semester. Yeah, I when I was in when, class, when, we're, I was when like, we were in that class back. together. <laughs> I just see whenever I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holly Bash was in yeah, last year. That's it. Because otherwise we're doing stuff and then I go home. Because I commute and then I go take my ass home and do homework. Mm-hmm. And go to sleep and go to the gym. That's literally my life all day. Really? I literally go home and do homework. Eat, gym, then sleep, and then edit. That's my life. The life of an inspiring artist and or interview person. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get into the regular programming. Um, so, what have you guys been listening to this past week? Like certain artists listening to. Come on, phone real quick. I'm actually like really feeling this one artist. Her name is Javaya. I don't know if you watched the four the show. No, uh, I wanted Diddy. to start. I wanted, wanted to. Start, I wanted to start watching, watching it. it. Is it yeah. end, did it end already? Yeah, it did end. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to tell you if she won or not? I don't care because I'm gonna watch it. So All right, so yeah, she didn't win. She, she, it was funny because she actually like, it looked like that they were her. She was their favorite, so I was kind of mm-hmm. surprised when they ended up kicking her out even before the final battle. But mm-hmm. yeah, she's really dope. She's um, she's like a reggae like type vibe. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah, so like Rihanna. Almost yeah. She uh, sang a Lauren Hill song, so oh, kind of like that a little bit. She did, uh, but Rihanna she sang "Man Down" as her last. Song, so that was pretty good. Mm. Something different. Yeah, I'm like going back in time with my listening. Mm-hmm. It's fine because just throwbacks. We get yeah. throwbacks here too. Throwback. I don't know. If, I don't know if you know. Um, breaking my heart by main condition. Oh, I know mm-hmm. that shit. That's mm-hmm. my. That's my damn. That's, that's been on repeat. Um, teach me by music soul child. Oh, that is my song. Oh, that's oh, my, my song too. Um, very good song. Kendrick, I've been listening to. Drake just dropped a new song. Look alive with Black Boy JB. I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. One Twelve, Usher, Lil Wayne, Migos. I didn't really like their album too much. I have a whole thing with Migos. <laughs> really? We're not gonna talk about that. Well, we can talk about that. But you have any throwbacks? Do you have yeah, any throwbacks? Throwbacks. Ooh, that's my whole into mind, Right. Too, right. <laughs> then we can talk about the whole reason why I have an issue. Yeah, issue with Migos. Yeah. Oh. Oh. How could I forget? I just seen it on your phone. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Finesse is my song. The one without Cardi B, though. Mm. You gotta listen to the, the OG one. You know, listen mm. to Cardi B play. Throwbacks. I've got Miseducation of Lauren Hill album, you know. Always. Oh, Doo Wop or that thing, and then Ready or Not. Oh, that's my song. Killing Me Softly. I was listening to, um, I recently started listening to it again, Runaway Love. Um, mm-hmm. Chris, Rachel, like that's like a good message. <laughs> that was good. I remember that, uh, that video. Yeah, Kiki Palmer, <laughs> Biggie, of course. 
Uh, Ten Crack Commandments. <laughs> Me and my dad listen to it all the time. It's so funny. And he's a cop, so I just think that's kind of ironic. Oh, how was your dad? He's pretty good. Uh, he's doing good. Yeah, he's still in the school. He still goes over there once in a while. Yeah, dealing with the bad kids. Oh, <laughs> they're, probably worse, kids. they're probably worse than we were. They are really bad. They are really bad. <laughs> My brother is, is going to school next year. And it's like the girls. Like, I heard the girls are... Oh, like, I heard about that. <laughs> oh, one more, one more artist. Have you guys ever heard of Brent Fias? That sounds familiar. He's the... um Brent Fias? Brent. Brent. He did the... Uh, he did the hook to uh, Crew. Drake. Drake crew? No, 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 no. Crew by, um... Party Next Door crew? Uh-uh. Um... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think <laughs> Goldlink. Oh, Goldlink. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he did that. His other music is really good. I was listening to his, um... It's his EP. It's called... Let me see. Um... It is called... Wait, is it just his name? It's just his name. It's just... This is face on it, but yeah. Dangle Beloved is, is a good song. Um, Needed was a good song too. And who was that? Brent Fires, uh, B R E N T F A I Y E Z. So I'm gonna get into mine since mm-hmm. I'm old. So no, I'm not old, <laughs> but I feel old. Y'all make me feel like old. Twenty-one. Yes, I'm twenty-one. Oh, yeah, but I'm about to be babies, twenty-two. Like, but I'm about to be twenty-two. You're about to be twenty-two. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be. Well, I'm already nineteen. I'm about to be twenty. Yeah, exactly. So I feel when, old. When you start twenty? Uh, Never. <laughs> I was I the youngest. How old are you? Yeah, I was the youngest in our class. I was one of them. I was one of them. It was me, Isaiah, Juliet, and then you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even supposed to be in this grade. I don't think any of us are. They're my oldest. They're my oldest. Freshman in college. It's crazy. I couldn't even sign. I like went to play softball. My parents had to sign my um thing like to let me play because I was too young. Well, getting on to my throwbacks. Well, my stuff that I listen to daily. So I went back. To some old Tony Braxton, mm-hmm. um, how many ways? Um, then uh, he wasn't man enough. Then she has a new single out. Um, it's dead. There's two new singles: Deadwood, and then there's a new one. I forget what the name is. I did a reaction video to it, so it's going to be coming out soon. But um. And then I've been listening to, I don't know if you guys know Durant Bernard. He's on um, Erica Badu's background singer. Mm, okay. So, if you if you got a feel for Erica. Right. So, yeah. it's um, songs that I would suggest you listen to are um, Collide, um, Insufficient, and um, Check Upstairs. And that's on his, um, you can look him up on Spotify. And it's going to be on um, the soundtrack out EP, mm-hmm. so I would suggest that one. But I feel like I've seen his name around a couple places now. Yeah, and then he, there's like YouTube videos, and then I have a reaction video for him too. So that's going to mm-hmm. be coming up soon. Okay. Um, then some old Mariah Carey songs. 
as always. Yeah. And uh, who else? On some old um, brandy. Yes, brandy. Y'all know that um that song by Monica Angel of Mine. I was just listening to that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't heard that song before. They don't play that enough on the radio. Uh, Apple Music just uh put up this this slow jam um, playlist. Listen to that whole thing. That's how I found Breaking My Heart. The weekend is on here by uh, SZA. Promise by Sierra. Oh, promise wow. is my yeah, theme. <laughs> promise has so much. I, to go she with. was my favorite artist when I was younger. I had every single yeah. CD. Like. Okay. <laughs> she was like, she was elite because she could dance too. Mm-hmm. She was elite. Yeah. Her and Chris Brown did it for me. Mm-hmm. Did, y'all, did y'all hear about what uh, what happened with Chris Brown? Oh, how he wants to have the whole big Dead Dream concert. Yeah. How do you How do you feel about that? Oh, okay, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's um the he wants to have like him, Beyonce, Rihanna, uh, Bruno Mars, right? Yeah, and them all be on the same tour, I guess. Yeah, like, something like that. Like I, I heard about it. I didn't get a chance to research it enough to like talk talk about it. But um, when looking at it, it seems like a good thing. People are saying like, why would he think that they would do a thing with him like the only thing that would probably be a problem is Rihanna obviously because the whole yeah. situation with him and Rihanna we don't know if that's going to go yeah, into legal know. issues but the oh, other yes. but the other but the other part but when you think about it they're really the top they're the elite of this generation yeah so for them to combine together and do a whole tour together would be it would make so much money that's but then yeah but then you have to think of it, people are probably thinking of it as a business thing, where it's like now it's a monopoly. True. So, yeah, the and it's gonna, so then the prices, prices. are going to be <laughs> like outrageous. Outrageous. You think, um, I don't have anything against Beyonce, like I like her music, but you think she would do it? Because no. she doesn't um, even collab with people. No. That much. She would not do it. I know she would do it. I don't know what she would do it. Beyonce has her own little world. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. She, she, she barely even collab with her own husband she yeah. on some of the songs but but damn you think they husband and wife they both do music you would think they have like a whole a whole album together yeah. but some people when they're together they try to separate there's the, no separating if you think yeah. about it when you think about it there's no separating because the first single she ever had was with Jay-Z with, yeah, with and that started her solo career off but after a while it's it's hard to be. They always say it's hard to be with somebody that's in the same industry as you mm-hmm. because it starts to become a competition. So they probably don't do a lot of stuff together because they just want to keep it like Separate. this is my husband. Yeah, we just happen to be in the same industry. We grew up in the industry together really and did. stuff like that. So they probably just try to keep it as separate as possible. It makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. It Bring the business into home yeah. arguments. That is. means that makes more arguments, and they already <laughs> had they already had issues in right, the first exactly. place without <laughs> that. So that just brings a whole different whole side different. to it. But I would, but if it did happen, I would try to go to it because most of the artists there, like Chris Brown's, probably one of my favorite artists ever in my life. Yeah. he's the main reason why I ever wanted to even start music in the first place. And then yeah. Beyonce, I've always loved Beyonce. 
Always love Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Ever since, ever show. since, ever since Destiny's Child. Yeah. yeah. So that's from the beginning with her and Destiny's Child till now. Been a fan of hers. And then um, Bruno Mars. I'm iffy with Bruno Mars. Sometimes oh, I like him. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I just think it's too. Like even with him winning the, we can talk about like the Grammy situation. Yeah, you won like, seven. Right? He won seven up. <laughs> like so, the only reason why I was like I like the album, but then I don't know if you guys heard me talk to Sophia on like another one of the episodes. We were talking about how it's like um, music, like Jay Z's album was more socially conscious, and mm-hmm. then stuff, and then um, Kendrick's album was socially conscious. And then we're talking about how the aspect of are we using music now and promoting music that's just for us to escape so we don't have to talk about issues mm-hmm. or are we using music or are we just doing anything that just makes us do something fun. Because Bruno's album is kind of just like one big party. It's one big it party. Really it's yeah, one it big is. party. So is it just is it all about we're trying to not talk about stuff that's going on or trying to escape from it or are we just trying to get people props for talking about what's going on, mm-hmm. but not really at the same time? I mean, well, if you think about it, like Kenzie said, the whole album is, is a whole party, mm-hmm. and I feel like. Not and then, and then you can say, and then you can say, even though the um, production is well crafted and all that, yeah. all the stuff is pretty much him just remixing everything from mm-hmm. what was already created. So then, you, so then you can come into that aspect of all oh, this stuff that Jay Z and Kendrick was pretty much more original content. I will say, I will say he's, he's smart. Bruno was very smart. It was, it was smart business. You can't smart, say you can't say it's not a smart business. He knew what he was doing because he, he knew what he was doing. That tour was all about that. Like mm-hmm. he knew the he whole, was getting that tour. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to go to the tour. You can watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You, right. you see, you see what what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it. Nobody was nobody ever talked about Bruno Mars until he started throwing it back, throwing it back. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the what's the what's the song called? Uptown Funk. Mm-hmm. That's that's totally throwing it back. Goodness. Before he wasn't even talking about. It. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, yeah. When you think about it, he wasn't. The only song we knew him for was "Just the Way You Are." Uh, I don't know if you that knew one with Bob. Bob. Nothing on you. Nothing mm-hmm. on you. That's that's when it first came out. I love that song too. <laughs> I mean, the one song that I like off his. I don't even know if that was his sophomore album or not. Grenade song. Uh, it was um, Locked Out of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that song. Locked That's, out of heaven. That's a good one. Other, other than that, you don't really, you don't really think of mm-hmm. think of him until he started doing Uptown Funk, Twenty Four Karat Magic. Then, then That's What I Like came, and then Versace on the floor, and of course Finesse with Cardi B. That's another great business move. Mm-hmm. The the top female artist right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost every song was promoted as a single. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. You gotta look at it. Right? No. So this, so I'm a little if so. But I, I go back and forth sometimes, mm-hmm. and saying. then it's like, and then even with how you said nobody was paying attention until, and you can say until he started putting more, more like ethnic Afro, Afro, yeah. Oh, yeah, like Afrocentric sounds, right. Afrocentric sounds into his music. Definitely. And then he got more popular. You could say the same thing about Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. He didn't get more popular until Timberland did what he did. Exactly. That's and why he now, but, Love Sounds is his, is his best album. Yeah. So you can all, so then it goes into like, so do we accept um, people that don't look black doing that, but not 
our own selves doing it more. Right. Yeah. So you can go into that topic too. That mm-hmm. always goes to. So there's a lot of stuff that can go mm-hmm. into it. So that's why I look at him a little bit different. Yeah. Than the rest of them. Y'all gonna look at me like I'm crazy, but I appreciated what Jay Z's album was about. Didn't really like his album too much. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I didn't I agree. like his album too much. The story of OJ that was a good song. Mm-hmm. It was different because you don't you don't see a lot of black billionaires because he's a billionaire, right? Talking mm-hmm. about how to how to get there, like they just talked about they money. He talked about actually trying to get everybody up to where he's at. Mm-hmm. And um, the others, I mean the the whole the whole album was basically about him cheating mm-hmm. on Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, it's the same thing with Beyonce's album it was about him right. cheating on her. Yeah, but I. I mean, Beyonce. I feel like Beyonce's album was better because she took us on a journey. The visual, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think, but that's another thing. I think the visual helped the album more. Mm-hmm. What do you really think? It about did. It? It did. Everybody it helped wanted them. to see it because er, everybody wanted to see the visual. It wasn't just the music; it was about the visual. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, if Jay Z did the same thing, and I think he didn't want to do the exact same thing, mm-hmm. so. I, it probably would have connected more if he did a visual kind of yeah. album just like his wife did. Yeah, Lemonade kind of made me question the whole situation, whether it even really happened. Or not, right? Because mm-hmm. it was on title, and I don't have title, so I signed up for the free 30-day trial. So, so not. Yeah, and, so and then, well, I got, because um, when it, when 444 came out, yeah, 444 came out, was it, it was like August or something like that? Then since I had Sprint, um, uh, it all made, I already mainly got the six months. Oh, I, got, I just got Sprint. I didn't. Know yeah, so <laughs> when it came out, they had the six month trial for it mm. for um, title. So yeah, he did a deal with Sprint. Yeah. I heard. Because now that, yeah. um, Sprint owns thirty three percent of the um, company now. So, um. So that happened, so I was using that, and then I was listening to, like, um, 444, and then both of them. So I listened Mm -hmm. to Lemonade and 444 back-to-back to to see if I could see, like, similarities and see what they were talking about. But Mm -hmm. the same situation. So it was was interesting. You did did bring a a great point up about um, about how, if it was even real, because it was on title. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had to. It was the only place you could see lemon. The visual was to go on title and mm-hmm. see it. Now, why would she do that for like her husband's company? If you know she's bitter about the situation, and we were waiting for his response, and that's what he mm-hmm. gave us. Exactly. So, but it's it's just news. You got to keep people <laughs> yeah. talking at the end Definitely, of the day. Yeah. And then she's very secluded off, like how yeah. it used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. You ain't know nothing about the artist until they put out an album. Right. And it's literally like you were trying to investigate every single lyric <laughs> to figure out what they were talking about. Exactly. And if it connected to their life and why they did certain things, like how they dressed or whatever. Exactly. It's a different time. Now you time. know everything about it. Now you know right. everything. You just go on their social media and you know what they're doing. You see them shooting up guns, Man, smoking weed, yeah. <laughs> popping mollies and shit, <laughs> doing all that shit. Like, like, crazy shit. Yeah. That's just a social media era. And then, mm-hmm. like, we kind of grew up before. We kind of grew into having cell phones and social media. So we have both sides of it. Mm-hmm. These kids now just, like, 
we got to experience not having it or having our little flip phones yeah. or whatever, and now we get to experience having it. Whereas hey. my sister, they just get the iPhone yeah. four. Like yeah. when the iPhone four came out, she had it. Like, like we okay. didn't get like <laughs> I didn't get my a real cell phone until eighth grade. Yeah, I me didn't. too. When you had to take the bus, mm-hmm. and your parents need to make sure you were yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I got my first iPhone. My birthday of my freshman year. So all through those years, I had a flip phone. I think I'm saying because I had a flip phone from it was like a Virgin mobile phone. It was from probably fifth, sixth grade, fifth grade, my so eighth grade. I think I had one of those like slide up. And then yeah, then I had, I had I had I had um what was that shit. Uh, Sprint Razor, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, one of, one of those crazy phones <laughs> back in the day. Before they actually had big And that was the thing, screens. like, everybody And that used to be the thing, like, remember, and then the sidekick came out during yeah. middle, my middle school years. I had this shit in fifth grade. <laughs> no, I used to. I used, it wasn't yeah. a Firefly, but yeah. Virgin Mobile was kind of similar to that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you could do was call. I, I, I had this phone for the longest too. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't text nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I had to beg. I could. Dad. I could text on lines though. For Virgin Mobile, you could still text. That's the only reason why I wanted it because it's like I can text them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then so we cool. we were so cool with these phones, and now we got Texting. these. Now we got these big ass phones with huge yeah. screens. I remember you didn't know whose phone was in service. It was just playing around, and who actually had. <laughs> Cause they all look similar too. Mm-hmm. Y'all still got a home phone. Yeah, a house yeah. phone. Unfortunately, we're, we're kind of like sliding out of it. Like they yeah, currently, we're trying. We have we're trying one, to one on the wire because we used to have them all over the house. And yeah, we still, we big. still, we still have ours. But we're trying to. But the only reason why we still haven't taken it out is because it's connected to the cable. Okay. Mm, and to yeah. the internet, so mm-hmm. we got it, and then that costs a whole bunch of money to get that fixed. So there's, so when you think about it. Because the only reason why we would take, want to take it out is because we want to deal with the um, telemarketers. Right. Our that's phone it. is on silent. That's it. And then it, I don't even have it. Our ringer is not on. So my dad, it, it's like connected to my dad's phone. So when somebody calls the house, they call him too. Uh, I don't know how he did that. but So he's basically our home phone and he has his phone. So. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. That's really crazy. How like, how, like you did the time... Yeah. It's, it's, it's it totally really changed flipped. from our childhood to right. now, and that's only been how long has that been? Probably ten, like ten years, maybe, yeah. maybe less than ten years. Maybe I think it is less than ten. Maybe less than ten years. Less than ten years. Because I feel like, because I feel like after the sidekick came out, it was like these screens came out, yeah. like a year after or something like that. Yeah, then the BlackBerry came out, had a little screen. You had a little yeah. screen, but then. That fell through, and then it was all about Samsung, mm-hmm. Apple after that for phones. Apple definitely, definitely changed the game in the car with the iPhone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it changed the game for y'all. It changed the game for me because I'm still on my seat. <laughs> oh, <so> yeah. <laughs> proud to find with my dad one real, real phone. I always say it's a real phone. Amen. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I always say that my cousins get so mad at me because everybody. And my family pretty much has an iPhone except for me and my mom. Because yeah. we're on the same plane. The thing about iPhones is once you have it, you're so you used can, to it, yeah, you, you can't, can't get rid of it. Yeah. You can't get rid of it. I had I had from the I will say that it has it's easy like um Especially like it like it, like it like if you not like if like when you have more Apple products it's 
like easier to connect and get stuff sent to from it. each other. Yeah, yeah, from each other. I understand that point, but to me, it still doesn't balance out the fact of personalization for mm-hmm. the phone. Because I want the phone to be something that reflects me, right? Instead of like that is true, mm-hmm. but still, you stay on like most things. But I don't know. So let me get into some hot topics for some interesting stuff that's been going on in the music industry. So I don't know if you guys heard about the whole Quincy Jones situation. Where he, I did. I, I heard about it. I so what happened is that um, there was an interview with him on Rolling, St- Rolling Stone. So he was talking about, um, I don't know, you guys are a little young. So y'all don't know about Marlon Brando, but he was like a comedian back in the day. Mm. And um, Richard Pryor, yeah, know. Um, mm-hmm. you know Richard Pryor. I don't know any black person that doesn't know who Richard Pryor <laughs> is exactly. when you really think about it. Um, so he's pretty much just talking, like he's 85 now, so he's pretty much just talking about music today and yeah. what like his thoughts about the president are and stuff like that. So he was like talking about Michael Jackson and said that, oh yeah, Michael um, Jackson like stole shit. And then pay people for what they were worth and shit like that. So that caused a huge controversy because wow. they were like they used to be friends. Like Quincy Jones helped make Michael who he is. Yeah. With Thriller. Yeah. So and then he was talking about how the Beatles were like terrible musicians. I heard and that. stuff like that. <laughs> I heard that. And then um, people asked him about like if Oprah should be president. He was like he doesn't think she should run. Like he doesn't think she has like the chops for it. So people were like. Why would he say that about Oprah? Like, he knows that she owns this whole big business and shit like that. <laughs> then he kind of, like, outs, like outed, um, like, Richard Pryor and Marvin Gaye for, like, being, like, either um, bisexual or just gay. Mm-hmm. So Jeez. people had an issue with that. So it's like, wow. you know how and you, y'all know black people and when they get older, when they, get older they, 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 yeah. they say anything they want to say and they just don't care it doesn't it might be like exaggerated or not so you don't really know if it actually is true right so because it could be true and it could not be true so i just want to talk about that like since it's a music podcast and then he was talking about um his opinions on like bruno mars and chance rapper kendrick sam smith and mark ronson and he said like um He's optimistic about those artists because of what they bring to the table. So it was interesting to see somebody like Quincy Jones talk about like current artists mm-hmm. like Chance the Rapper, Kendrick, mm-hmm. and then Sam Smith and Mark Ronson. It's interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. So, thing about Mike, I believe it. I believe, I believe it too. Yeah, because, true. Because all artists do it, but mm-hmm. all and artists you, that are big. Do. And when you really think, and when you really think about it, nobody actually. We still have so many things when you look at artists getting paid in the first place. We still got so many laws that still need to be passed for that. So a lot of stuff is going to go through the cracks Mm -hmm. anyway. Still goes through the cracks now. Especially with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially with Michael Jackson. I don't think I knew, like, anything about Michael Jackson. Just like we were talking about Beyonce. I didn't know anything about about personal. Yeah, personal about him. Yeah. Other than the accusations about, you know, of course, him molesting that yeah, And then having kids. Yeah, and then having yeah. kids. Damn, having kids, and then him performing with Janet whenever they performed or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty much just that. Like, that's most of the artists back then. Like, you didn't know what Prince was doing. No, you really didn't. At mm-hmm. all. All you knew about 
was him trying to like, go against the labels and stuff like that. Yeah, I knew that. And then him making himself a symbol. And we think today is shady in the business. Back yeah. then it was shady. It was, it's even worse. Because the laws crazy. weren't there. Yeah, the laws weren't there. <laughs> and they're still being created right now. Like, there's still laws that... Because um, we talked about it before. Like, when Britney could still do the interviews. Um, we talked. We had, like, an episode talking about that. Where, like, certain um, laws came in to affect, like, probably, like, a few months ago. Just for people to get paid. Uh, yeah. A certain thing. Wow. And like now they're doing something for YouTube, where they um, get paid more. They get paid more, and yeah. like it's it's harder to do covers. Is it? It's hard to do covers. Yeah. And it's hard to do reactions because like even some of my reaction videos get like flagged automatically, mm-hmm. so I can't get monetized right. off of it. Yeah. So it goes into that. So now it's getting a little bit more stricter with everything. But then you have Facebook that they got licensing for you to actually do all that stuff on wow. Facebook. Now. So it's like See, Facebook. Facebook has always been mm-hmm. good with that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. The, the Beatles, though? Horrible musicians? I mean, mm-hmm. I can... I mean, Quincy Jones is saying it. Because yeah, he produced... Yeah. I, I, he produced my favorite song, Human Nature. And yeah. when you think... And the reason, and it's big coming from somebody like Quincy Jones anyway, because he played with jazz legends. Yes. Like he played with all of them, like Count Basie, Quincy Jones, Duke Ellington. Did he like elaborate more on like what he was saying? He didn't just teased about it. He just said it. You know, (laughs) you know how older black people are. They just say stuff, and then you got read between the lines of what he was saying is this, right? And when you ask him, they get so flustered. Yeah, goddamn it, they just bad music. Yeah, like shit like that. Shit like that. So you never know. It's just interesting to hear somebody's opinion like that, especially somebody that like these are people that are like world renowned, legends, legends, like living legends at that. Legends, living legends that are still here, and then it's just interesting. What you say? And then speaking on like the Marlon Brando thing. Like the um, the whole like LGBT community is like kind of like looking at it and thinking like how it's wrong to out somebody else, and yeah. when you mm-hmm. like just out just, but again since he's old like he doesn't know better like you really yeah, can't he like he you just say whatever the fuck you want to say it's yeah, not about being it's different he, time. and he comes from a different time yeah and when you look about it people are like so surprised at stuff like that happened back in the day and, like. Yeah, it happens now. <laughs> so it happened back then. Yeah, so like, it just wasn't talked about. Like people were yeah, like, like it's, it's proud enough to say it. Like, to it, like yeah. James Baldwin was openly gay, but like um, Richard Pryor wasn't. You heard like whispers about it, and then his um, his widow said that it was true that he did do stuff like that. So she had no issue with it, mm-hmm. and then. Marvin Gaye, you didn't hear anything about him, really. And I feel like back then, since they didn't really like talk about it, they were more focused on what their craft was, mm-hmm. paying attention to their music or their comedy or whatever. Nowadays, it's like that's the first thing that comes before. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Smith, whatever, gay artist or whatever, mm-hmm. bisexual, mm-hmm. that's the first thing that you think of instead of the music necessarily mm-hmm. when you label them. Example, Chris Brown. Labels nobody wants it. to get past what happened with him and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to get past it. Right. They they don't they don't judge him off of the musician that he is mm-hmm. and what he brought 
to the table as far as music, as far as time, R and B, hip hop, and pop all together. Mm-hmm. Like they don't they don't talk about that. But then they you just can see that he's a woman beater. Mm-hmm. But you can say the same thing about Robert Kelly, R. Kelly. Oh yeah, yeah. With all the whole old stuff. But mm-hmm. when you look at it, track record shows that he did it. So yeah. it's like, and that's funny it's, it's hard. It's it's a hard disconnect. Yeah. So you got to. It's like a moral. It's like a moral thing. A moral dilemma. Dilemma yeah. that you go through with certain things. Like even like how I was talking about with Nikos. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Like first off, like I'm a little bit more old school hip hop. Mm-hmm. So like the oh, new. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. newer stuff. <laughs> I had it takes a little bit more of like me listening to it to try and understand. Mm-hmm. Like I'll like I'll have to listen to it like with my younger cousins so, or like I would ask you guys more about it. Right. Than I, me. I can't because, even listen to it. Because because, because and then like um I forget what it's offset. So offset and um Tanache did a song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys cause I did it's called No Drama. So Is it it, new? it's a new song. Yeah. Um, cause I did a reaction video to it. So, it like if you watched it, like you could see like when his part came on, I was kind of irritated. And the reason why I was irritated is because um, he was like, I don't vibe. Like in the song, he was like, I don't vibe with queers. Mm-hmm. So you do that, and then it's like people are like, how you got, how you wear the certain stuff that you wear that most right. stere- like stereotypes yeah, exactly. will make you think that you are, and most then you wear just. <laughs> exactly. That's mostly fashion. Fashion is fashion. It's yeah. unisex at the end of the day. But that's what it's supposed to be about. It's just clothes at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. People put there's a lot of stuff just, that we just gotta get over. I just think of I just think of because I know certain men. They they still don't want to accept the fact that some some males are like. Like men, and they feel uncomfortable about yeah, it. Yeah, because like I'm bisexual, so I don't yeah. know if you guys know that. Because mm-hmm. I we haven't talked. We there's so much stuff we gotta talk about because we haven't seen each other in right. two years. So exactly. like, there's a lot of stuff we just gotta talk about. But like, this, so I only I just came out probably, uh, probably uh, a year and a half ago. That's so That's awesome. I've seen, I've seen. The, did you put it on Facebook? Yeah, I put it on yeah, Facebook, and then, and then I just <laughs> deleted it after that. Oh, wow. I deleted Facebook and started all those. I was like, oh, yeah. that's. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's that's <laughs> old dirt. I did what I needed to do for myself. Okay. It was like a catharsis thing. Yeah. So it was like yeah. letting it go, letting all like, the old shit. Because some of the stuff I did back before, like I met y'all. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you guys like I was. Wild, I was wild. Like I was wilding throughout high school before. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I was flipping tables, throwing shit at motherfuckers, like oh getting into fights like every day. Like it was literally there every day yeah. of high school until probably senior year when I calmed down. Yeah. Was like now I get to actually calm enjoy was, yourself yeah, because the reason why it was like such a huge like explosion of like emotion throughout all those years because I was bullied since second grade so they will always call me gay and so it was so so it mm-hmm. built up so and then it was just like you would lose friends mm-hmm. right. people would say they're your friends but they're really not so they would talk about you exactly and then it was it was even worse because the people that i hung out with and would do that we lived in the same neighborhood so oh, i would gosh. see them so i would see them constantly it's like no getting away so so it wasn't getting away so and then it's like the build up then you like stressed you don't know what you want because again, I didn't know that I was bi because mm-hmm. I was like girls, but then mm-hmm. I didn't. 
until it was like high school, then I understood. I was like, yeah, you do. Right. Like, as well. So it was like one of those things. And it didn't take until college for it all to like set in completely. Mm-hmm. So it was like explode for four years. Yeah. <laughs> until you make sense of your damn life. Oh, and, and you like 19 years old. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. You trying to get through exactly. school. Then they're like, you got to make sure you pass this SAT test. Right. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who the fuck I am. Right. Right. That's, the, that's the biggest <laughs> and that's the biggest issue. We got a whole damn testing system that I don't think works for anybody, we to be honest. Yep. As an education major, I mean, I'm getting out of that, but we, like, we started like, the process of becoming a teacher by talking about standardized testing and how it doesn't work. Right. Like, it yeah. doesn't work. Because, like, I took that standardized test, I got like, I remember it was 1400. That's like love. Like, but yes, and everything well, else, I was the principal's list, honor roll. Exactly. Even when I was, even when I was wilding, like wilding, I still had honor roll. I, mean, like I, mean, I can say this like, because we all went to the same high school. Yeah. Death Row High? Oh, man. I, I name drop. But Death Row High, our high school, they didn't really prepare us as well as a a private school or a, 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 a rich school yeah. could. But then you, you know? can get into the whole thing with private schools, too. It takes... The whole reason why they're doing more private schools is because they can do a lot more stuff without having to appeal, a, appeal to the public. Yeah. And that's... Because that's, my mom talks about it now because my mom's a teacher. Mm-hmm. So we always get... She always talks about how um, them taking out public schools is... And putting in so many private schools is taking so much value and um, purpose with what public schools are supposed to be about. It's supposed yeah. about right. you bring people from different accept, from different yeah. worlds mm-hmm. and to the same environment and learn from each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we don't fund we don't fund the stuff that we need to fund. Yeah, so we don't no. fund public schools. And then when you have like politically, you talk about the people that are in charge. You have somebody that's in charge of the education system. Never has been in charge of anything in education at all. They're just business. So now it's like standardized tests. That's a business because mm-hmm. they're making money off the test. Right. It's not for the. It's not. It's not. It's not for. It's not really for the kids. It's just for just some it's, bragging rights. When you yeah. really think about it, it's bragging rights because you always hear, "Oh, Americans are s- slow and smarter in these certain subjects compared to China." Mm-hmm. It's, like it the, it's like the. You could break it down more than that. In, in America, within America, there's a competition. Yeah. Which yeah. race is the smartest? Right. Mm-hmm. Which exactly. race is the smartest? Mm-hmm. And who always comes on top? Yep. It's not because we're, you know, we're not dumber than anybody. Like the minorities aren't. We just don't have the same. We don't have the same opportunities. That's we that. do not have the same. And when you think about private whatsoever. schools, the most urban communities where we predominantly are in. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but it's not that they portray it like we always live there. But there's people who are all spread around. But we predominantly like when you because my cousins they live in Philly, so and then yeah. they live in New York, so they had to go to public school. And then like my cousins in New York, they had a mother that was like a judge and studying to be a judge, so she could afford to get them into these better schools exactly. where you mm-hmm. could learn certain things like Chinese and. Right. All these different languages from like a little kid. Like they started teaching us, teaching her Spanish when she was like probably second grade, and it didn't stop. It was always inside the school. You don't, you don't but in that. public schools, it's not like that. You just get it 
once in a while. Then you have then you have Spanish, US a week. Spanish once a French. Week. Spanish or French and once that's a week. French is in high school. Right. Yeah. French is in high once school. Once you pass Spanish. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a lot of disconnects with a whole bunch of stuff. So mm-hmm. we just gotta figure out how to fix that all up. As long as we're in competition, I don't think it'll be fixed. Once mm-hmm. we realize that we're one and the same, we we're like just like everybody else. And, and this brings and, and then the I fact think. that we're one and the same. When you really think about it, we look at it like scientifically. When you look at the genes, yeah, most black people, like black people, there's no such thing as you being all black. Yeah. If you are born in America, you are more predominantly going to have European blood in your system. Mm-hmm. We don't like to talk about that, but it's the real truth. It so it's like, because I was just thinking about this before I even got, got in here. It's like, when you really think about it, we're really fighting who, like, you know how we have half half siblings and half family members. Mm-hmm. Your mom's on this side. Your yeah. minor family is like a joint family, yeah. extended family. So we're pretty much just fighting our extended family at the end of the day. You're right. That is that is very when you important. really look at it. <laughs> very and then you look at the African diaspora. Puerto Ricans, Dominicans and stuff like that. They wouldn't have their the color that they have if they didn't have African d- um, descent mm-hmm. in their blood. They don't talk about that all the time. So we we go in like the whole Omar Lenegra thing. Oh, the yeah. Afro Latina thing. Absolutely. There's whole a whole issue with that now. That's being brought into the um, spotlight. Yeah, I follow her pretty closely. Yeah, just so. to see that it's different. It's new. And it it's new. Talked about. It's new, but it's really not. You just don't it's talk not, about yeah, stuff. Exactly. I didn't like. Exactly. I didn't like that. That, that comment that the uh, producer. The, the producer mm-hmm. was the Young Hollywood or something. Young like Hollywood. That. It was something. That was ridiculous. If I don't know you, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be speaking. That, like that made me so mad. Yeah. Just like it. I mean, or Beyonce, Les Macy, right? Why would yeah. you say that to somebody? Like, because they think they can say whatever to anybody because they have a little bit of money in their pocket. And he <laughs> but was the, but, Hispanic as well, yeah. so I don't understand why there wasn't that mutual. But there's colorism that. in all of it, right? Exactly. And that's colorism. her point. That's what and she's trying to say. It's colorism. You look in black communities with colorism. Yeah, the lighter skinned mm-hmm. people in the kitchen. In the kitchen you got dark skinned people in the field and people in the kitchen look down on people in the field so it was like a competition right. between us between us even in slavery that we still haven't got over and they still do that in the music industry and think they, about it yeah, cause, because they tell you I've had people tell me that I'm not marketable because I am darker skinned mm-hmm. rather than a person who's lighter skinned if you think about it Chris Brown lighter skinned mm-hmm. Michael Jackson lighter skinned you don't really you don't really see them talking about Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Dark, he's darker skinned. Yeah. You know? And you hear all the stuff that they would say about Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. He's more. And you can't say they were wrong necessarily because Bobby <laughs> Brown was crazy. <laughs> but but the favorite favorite of that group were the lighter skinned Rob Ralph. Mm-hmm. And I listen to Ralph. My favorite. Then you got Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill could have been bigger too. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the kind of vocalist Johnny Gill is? Right. Exactly. He should have been bigger. He should have been waiting. Yeah. But that just... The industry is changing a lot. There's a there's a lot, lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to change. And that's why I talked about the whole Bruno Mars thing. Are we just focusing on trying to escape more than trying to fix shit? Mm-hmm. I think. I so, think we are. As, oh, a, yeah, yeah. As, a, as a whole, we definitely are. 
We definitely are. Because you, you, you talk about the president with most people. They don't want to talk about that. They really don't. <laughs> they, they reject it, first of all. Hey, I don't want to talk about that right now. I know it's going to start an argument. Well, let's, we need to. We need to. We need this to is talk how, about This it. is how we get past things. We, we have a debate. We talk about things. We can't we pretend it's okay. We can't pretend like it's, it, yeah, exactly. It's okay. And turn the other cheek because things are going to stay the same if we don't. We have to have the tough conversation so the future can get easier. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back with another segment, guys. Hey, guys, we're back. All right, continuing what we were saying. So, um, just to get off this topic, let's talk about you guys for a minute. <laughs> so, yes. let's try to catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I know Eric is now in Javon. Your um, stage mm-hmm. name is now Javon. Yes, so, I always want to ask you, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. um, before, um, where did you get the name? Mm-hmm. Um, is it like something... Like personal, or yes. is it just something that came just out of the blue for you? Nah, it, I feel like when I was thinking about my name, like my stage name, I always wanted to. I always wanted it to be something personal and a part of me still, but something that you know sounds good. <laughs> and actually, Javon is my middle name, but I wanted to have a little. I wanted to add a little flavor to it, so I so I just put Javon instead of Javon. <laughs> so that's where you get Javon from and I and I like I think of it as my my alter ego kind of Eric by day Javon by night and I can ask you the same thing Ken so where can the lyrics come from so yeah I'm actually in a struggle I want to go by Ken's mm-hmm. but also aka you know Ken's the lyricist because mm-hmm. lyrics are pretty much everything to me mm-hmm. um and I'm sure we'll get into like today's hip hop and stuff and lyrics not really being there anymore. But you can yeah. talk about it. Oh, Ken's yeah. obviously comes from my name, Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. I've never liked Mackenzie, so when people call me Ken's, I'm like, okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I just kind of added the lyricist on there because that's what my music is all about. My slogan is music with a message. So that's kind of where that came from. Yeah, nice. Just speaking on music, so. Um, you guys are both, um, I would say, more like R&B tinged, hip hop um, based yes. with your music. So you guys, could, but I feel like even in that, like you both have your um, distinct sounds. So if you guys want to talk about that, like Kenzie, like talk about um, how you you frame your lyrics in a certain way to make sure that there's something to be said, right? But it's marketable enough to be played on, right? Track. So. The last song I just released was called Pick One. Um, Which I love, by the way. Thank you. That song is kind of just about my struggle growing up biracial. My dad is African-American. My mom is white. Mm-hmm. Anybody that knows me kind of knows that. Mm-hmm. They think I'm Spanish, but I'm, <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I kind of just, all my life, nobody ever knew because I'm always smiling. I'm always happy. You never know if something's wrong with me because I don't want anyone to have to worry about me or anything okay. like that. So... But I've always been kind of, like, depressed, I guess. And I think a lot of it had to do with the high school we attended. Just yeah. because there's high clearly school, a divide. There is clearly a divide. And that's what I was saying. Like, you have to pick one. And how do you pick one when you're not, when you're equally two things? Where do I go? Mm-hmm. And I guess I just needed to say that because it took me down. Like, depression. Nobody ever knew I was depressed or anything like that. 
But um, I just had to put that out there into those lyrics. So I just take, started off, uh, the song starts off, I'm born. And um, my dad's kind of worried, like, how is she going to fit into society? Then I go to middle school and everything is okay. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, you get later in middle school and your friends are like, discovering who they are where they go and i had white friends and black friends and friends from different races but they all know where they belong Mm -hmm. and then you get to high school and it's like all right now you need to decide who you're going to hang out with Mm -hmm. and i couldn't pick so i just kept whoever was cool with hanging out with me and i kind of just you know then i go into i guess the bridge where i'm just one night i cried to my mom and i was like i can't take this anymore like what do i do and she kind of just walked me through that and i just ended the song it's like i can't pick one Mm -hmm. so kind of structured it that way mm-hmm. and I think it talks about um, a lot of what we don't accept about what kids deal with because I feel like even as parents our parents don't understand it mm-hmm. like they stress us out but forget that they were the same age before and right. don't understand <laughs> that they're putting more, even more stress on us so we end up starting to feel like all these mental health and have mental health mm-hmm. issues like that so the reason why I connected with your song even though I'm not biracial right um I can talk about the whole the whole sexuality thing yeah and so it's I'm more still than, so, yeah, it's so more I'm still than trying race. to fit so at that time in high school it's hard because mm-hmm. from middle school I was a little bit more popular which was something like completely different for me mm-hmm. so it was like a whole culture shock when I got <laughs> to middle school yeah. and like people were actually like interested in talking to me like we're talking to me and I made a lot of friends yeah. but in like elementary school I was like the outcast so it's like two different things mm-hmm. and then it was like high school it's like both of them at the same time and you got to figure out where you want to be where you want to be at and then being like oh so I like girls but then it's like in the back of your head you're like nigga you like guys too so what are you mm-hmm. talking about so it was always like that balance so I never dated I'm pretty much just starting, like, to figure out trying trying to figure out where where right. to go. Yeah, like and like I'm talking to this guy now, so That's like great. this is like my yeah, first time ever talking to somebody. But like, um, so I went through that whole process. But the reason getting back to the song, the reason why I felt like that's something that needs to be um, said and portrayed. Like I wish that there was a way I could get your song into like these like teenager shows. Because yeah, I feel true. like these kids need to understand that it's okay That's what I'm to trying. let it out. Yeah. And okay to talk about that you're feeling depressed yeah. and talk to somebody. Because yes. even, just to get a little bit more personal, I had a therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't let that mean no anything <laughs> about me. That I, had, like, I had the tools in front of me right. and didn't use it. Mm-hmm. And in the black community, we don't, um, we don't even talk about it anyway because it's about yeah. being strong. Yeah, you, you were taught to be, be strong. strong. You, you have, have to be, be better strong. than everybody. It's taught to us because it's the truth. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's really crazy. But it kind of hinders us because we don't know how to ask for help. Exactly. At the end of the day, and that fucks us up. That fucks with you up. Everything. That fucks Not you up. Not just with mental health, but when you go into school and they say ask questions, you don't know what to do because you like, no, nah, I got it. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, and then when you get into relationships, like. I know Eric's in a relationship and a long ass one. It was I, funny because even before we started this interview, they were talking about they were right. arguing. <laughs> they sound like they damn married, married. and I feel yes. like the older brother that's like, okay, exactly. y'all can calm down, <laughs> exactly. come on. Everybody says that. Everybody that's around us says that, and even I can connect to your song in two ways. 
Because you, you performed it at Creep Records, right? Yes. Yeah. And that video is on YouTube, guys. I record everything. <laughs> Y'all probably will see me dancing somewhere. In the <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I connected in two ways. Because just like you, mm-hmm. probably, probably never knew this, but I, didn't, I wasn't ever sure where to go. That's why right. I like musicals so much. Because mm-hmm. it was like a whole blend of everybody. I feel mm-hmm. like everybody else, like, they were forced to, like, pick. And I don't side. think it's a coincidence that all three of us ended up there with what we were trying to figure out. Exactly. That we all ended up in that specifically. Yeah. And y'all remember how after it all ended, like how I like really opened up with you guys yeah. and how it was like important that I actually did it. Cause mm-hmm. before then I wanted to do music so bad, mm-hmm. but it was always, and then speaking as like a black male, you know, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's, it's hard to it's hard. express being interested in certain things that would be more considered feminine. Like you being in a musical, you being on yeah. choir, you being like that. So it's like a, it's like a whole thing with masculinity and the black it's, community. It's, I don't know what, it, what is. it is and what is this and what is because I because just like you, I was I was considered like they they used to call me gay. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to call me they call me fruit kick and all that. I used mm-hmm. to have to leave football practice to go audition for the musical. Mm-hmm. The coaches even said something. Yeah, because I remember you won football, and I was like, oh, yeah. look at Eric doing football and musical. Yeah. I was like, how the hell is he doing that? Because I don't be there. Because I, 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 I did track before, too, and there was like an issue between the teammates yeah. with me hearing stuff. People brought it to me. Like, I wasn't even paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like, Smiling your face, but talk about your back. Right. It was, it's just the high school regular. It's crazy. Just the regular. Coaches had a problem with Coaches and the coaches, and I always say this like when me and my mom get into arguments about this all the time mm-hmm. with the whole teacher thing. Like, even the reason why I feel like it didn't prepare, like, as much as the high school helped me figure out who I needed to be mm-hmm. and know that I can take and handle anything I put my mind to, yeah. Um, I feel like the teachers didn't help at all, a lot either. Because some of the teachers got into the drama with what, the yep. students. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So yep. it became more, it, then when you think about it, you're supposed to respect your teachers. But if your teachers are on the same level. It's you. Mentally, it's you. There is no respect. There's no respect there. No respect. Mm-hmm. So with that, we're on the same level, so we don't respect each other. So we're not going to learn from each other the way we're supposed to learn each other, from each other mm-hmm. in the first place. So I'm not going to just listen to you just pretty much berate another student in front of me and then you telling me oh you gotta write a two page essay or you gotta do this or present in front of the class why do I why should I respect you (laughs) so there's always that disconnect um with it's not just our school I'm sure it's in a lot of public public places but you look at that and then it's hard to they have their own opinions of you too as well and they make it vocal yeah, especially definitely. where we, especially where we went, it was vocal. You, you could tell, you could, you could, somebody you, talking about a student, right? There. Yeah, you right. can, you can tell, you can, and you, and you could tell, and um, even with our school, it wasn't. There was black people. There was like um, people of color. There was, there was, there was people. There was there was a good. There was a good yeah, amount. It was, good, there was, it was a, diverse. Yeah, it was very diverse. So crazy. Yeah, that it was, yeah. It was like it was that. diverse. But when you really think about it, it was diverse. It's. It was diverse, but it's, divided at the same yeah. time. But it was, yeah, it was very divided. Um, very so it divided. was it was hard to, because I had friends of all races. So yeah. I had my I had um, white friends like my whole table. And then another thing is I didn't have a lot of black male friends. Neither did I. So neither did I. 
which was when you think about it, it's like you don't have any black male friends. You would think that would be easier to have black male friends since you are a black male yourself. Mm-hmm. But me being a little bit different, I not being that's like the same as everybody else thinking of the same things um, that you're taught, um, kind of hinders you. So I had predominantly female friends all my life. Yes, female females pre- just. They're easier to talk to. Right. They're very. They're they're much easier to talk so to. Easier to talk to because they like, don't. They don't. The thing about women is, they don't. They're not afraid. Most of them. I'm not going to say all of them. That's yeah. like stereotypical. That's stereotypical. Stuff, yeah, it's very stereotypical. But most most females that I have come in contact with, they are very accepting and they like are open to talk about your emotions. When you talk to a dude, they're like robots. <laughs> they're like. They're not afraid to express those emotions, and they're afraid. But we're taught, and then it doesn't help because we're taught that as a young age. Exactly, we're taught that. We're We're taught taught that. that. So you teach somebody to do something, then when they need to do it, like you're in a relationship, Mm -hmm. I'm potentially going to be in a relationship. So it's kind of hard for, and even me starting to do that, me being open enough to send my emotions to somebody, that's still kind of hard for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm twenty years old, twenty one years old now. I still don't know sometimes how to give everything. And that's like, even like, because I'm going to start trying to perform. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So I'm going to start trying to, my plan is trying to do an EP. So okay. that's what that's I want, because I always wanted to do that. But like, even on stage, because I went to an open mic, and it's like, I danced on my life. So that's like, yeah. y'all know. <laughs> y'all know. Yeah. I still remember hairspray. That was, yeah. the, my mom still talks about that shit to this day. She has a video. Oh, God. She has I need to see it because I just want to see my face. I think, I think she put it on Facebook. I don't know if she put it on Facebook. I don't know if it's still there. But she put it on Facebook. And the whole video, she's like, oh, oh. Because she loves to dance, too. <laughs> and she sees you killing it. And I was like, yeah, that's Derek. That's my man. It was, it was, it was, that was, that it was, was so good. And that every time was, it was different, but it just like you hit us with something every single time. Yeah, it, <laughs> and that was like a break. That whole thing was a whole breakdown. That was like uh, an emotional cathartic thing. That whole process, that left. whole pro, that whole process of us doing musical and yeah. and just doing musical. That it helped. It helped, it helped with a lot, even though. There was a whole bunch of drama, drama, but that's just that's just high school and that's just people. Period. There's gonna be a whole bunch of drama, but when you think about it, we don't have that experience with anybody else. We don't. Like I can't I can't talk to y'all about that experience and y'all and like somebody else, but they they won't they won't get it. They won't Mm -hmm. understand why. Like I had to go back and see you guys yeah. when you guys were doing other plays right. like when you guys did Aida I felt like a compelling thing like that's my brother like this is my brother this yeah. is my sister yeah. it became more of a family thing than it just being a musical because we worked we, we worked it was, for something it was it, we worked together for something and mm-hmm. it for something it, that was great and it was successful and very successful and it was probably I forget if they said that was probably the best musical they've ever had they've ever seen they've ever seen but I, I will say that um, it definitely um, definitely changed after you guys left. It got Oof, political. I was just about to say it got <laughs> very political. Once once that happened, it was just about it was just about being good or topping each year. It wasn't about family anymore, even with the directors. No. It was just it was about topping that one year, and I feel like they lost the teachers lost sight of what was going on because. 
for the for this for the last few years, Mackenzie can even talk about this too. They the almost every rehearsal, the directors were were arguing. Yeah, arguing. It, was, it was bad. It was horrible. It was horrible. And then our senior year, like it, I, I felt the divide. I felt the divide. What I show felt was like, that? Aida? Because yeah. Aida was the last one. It was the last year, one, right? and I felt I, I didn't feel connected to anybody, especially when they were separating us in, in, in parts and, anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were, they, they definitely, it, it definitely wasn't a year to And I feel like, you know, because because even when because even when I went back, I felt like there was something different. I didn't know I didn't know what it was, but I felt like there was just it something. Was fake. It, I it was felt like it. Fake. It wasn't a blend fake. anymore. Like we knew how to play off of each other, and that was it was fake, and that's why it didn't come out as good as it should have. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, it was the the casting wasn't good. Mm-hmm. The, like the show, the show itself. First, like yeah, I just didn't feel like it was the right show that year. They didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They really did, like. and they didn't. And I can say that they didn't want to hurt my feelings. I get a call back every year, and I was like, oh, I don't need a call back for Aida because I was like, I don't know. There's no part that really suits me. Mm-hmm. They gave me a call back, but I got a call back, and two other girls were the same character: blonde hair, blue eyes, both of them. I didn't need that. Yeah, I was gonna be fine. Like, yeah, because what chance did I have? Like, I didn't need. You didn't my need part was supposed to be a white dude. <laughs> yeah, cause, cause I, cause I, cause, cause I know, cause I know, and theater you can do stuff like that. You can do stuff. You like can do that. stuff like that, <laughs> but it just has to be the right way. That's right. the only thing. Yeah, and when I when I went into that audition, I knew it was off. Mm-hmm. I knew it was off. Like, cause who was it? Cause it was still like Miss J and Armstrong and with yeah. Motion still doing it. Motion still. Motion doing was it. still doing it. Right? He he actually was my favorite. Him him and Armstrong were my favorite during that process because mm-hmm. I had class with Armstrong and I uh, I had I ended up having class this the, like the third and fourth part period with motions but before that I just I just felt like them them two were were in my corner mm-hmm. for that process mm-hmm. and but I don't know if you know sir somebody gets what she wants I'm not going I'm not even going I'm not, I'm not even going as that's far, that's as far as the right we, and I already know, already, already, already know who you were talking about. We're not even going to go. We're not even going to go into that. It was a whole bunch of drama. But you think about it. That was already in when we were still there. When I was still there, you, yes, you, you knew it. But it's just, we thought it was over. Yeah, we thought it was over, and I, I was disappointed. I was just disappointed because I thought we could have grown past that because it happened two years ago. Yeah. But you know, but um, another thing is I don't know if you knew your, your dad probably knew, but my dad went to jail that year. Okay. During like d- around the same time that we were in. Oh yeah. yeah. See, if it's somebody I, I, I know, know he won't tell me. He'll tell that. me stuff, but if it's somebody I know, he won't tell me. About he probably knows. It. He probably knows. Cause yeah, because I probably wouldn't tell my kids either. Right. If that's your friend. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want you getting stressed out. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know Miss Williams, right? Yeah. The uh, guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. So she sent an email. Oh, I miss Miss Williams. I need I to go back. And she talk she to her. won um, guidance counselor of the year. Oh, she did. Yeah. I'm glad. She, she deserves it. I loved her because she she I really like, she really helped me out. She was mm-hmm. the only person, the only person that fought for you. That fought for me. And she was the only teacher that or counselor that checked up on me. Like, cause she sent an email all uh, email all to all the teachers that were that like taught me, mm-hmm. right? So. Like this was like the week of or something like that. It was something crazy. Like it was, it had to have been October that I found out. 
around the time that's around the time October, November around the time we we, we start rehearsing yeah. audition or whatever mm-hmm. so they I don't know what they expected but they I was dis- like they they flat out told me that it wasn't good enough basically they flat out told me that I had to come harder than that because I didn't memorize the the little monologue the there. lines and stuff but if you but if you know like anybody I mean anybody that's watching this that knows they have if you have something drastic happen it's hard for you to perform it's, it's hard it's hard to, to block it out I did and it takes a lot of practice to do that I wasn't in, I was I did the best I could and I I, I just felt like they should have they should have known they should have known that I, I, I'd have been fine right and I would have I would have like oh figured yeah figured it out then. I would have figured it out because mm-hmm. because of, because of the year prior yeah the year all prior. the years prior your character always stands out so they yeah. shouldn't they should have had the confidence yeah. in you. Oh, you should have got a part. Oh. Period. <laughs> period. But we're not even going to talk about that. But that's why I think it was very political. And I think they were thinking too much into into whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they, they got, I don't know. And the one, per, the one person that I needed wasn't there. The one person that I needed wasn't there. She was too busy stressed out about everything. Mm-hmm. The one person that I needed, the one teacher that I needed, she was not there. And I still haven't heard from her this day. To this day, still haven't heard. From her. And she's she was supposed supposedly my favorite teacher, my favorite teacher. That's crazy. Yeah. She she asked me to. Um, Wait, was that was that Miss Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's she what asked, I was talking about. She mm-hmm. asked me to. Uh, <laughs> that's what I figured, but I was like, I'm to remember. She asked me to be in the um, musical last year. I'm like, like she asked me to do like. You know how how people like bring back old characters and because yeah. it was all about like Frankenstein, so she wanted to bring back Gomez, and I said I said listen because she asked she asked Zanaya to um, ask me. I basically said that no because I don't want to take anything away from anybody. That's mm-hmm. not it's not my time anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's not it's not my time. I had my four years. I had the best experience of my life, but that's not me. Anymore. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take the the stage away from anybody else that's on that stage because I know if I was there and you brought back somebody that's in college, yeah. like I would have a problem with that. And we had that situation. And we had and we had that issue. That we, had, we had that issue. <laughs> yeah, we had that issue. We could talk about the whole after thing, yeah, that whole after party, and that whole that whole shit, that whole day, and then they got back together. And they called we just a meeting because we just we just called and they called a meeting about it. <laughs> and there was more more than just drama. There was more than just them. They had, I, I feel I I know they had pressure on them, but it was more than just pressure on it on the. It was more. It was more like you had you had like a, a whole sexual, mm-hmm. a whole sexual problem too. At, at that, yeah. that whole yeah. year was yeah. just terrible. I remember that it whole was, it year was, bad. was just terrible. It was bad, and even after the musical was over mm-hmm. and we had the whole after parties and stuff like that, it was still an issue. Still an issue because I, I just, I just think I don't want to put put it all on one person, but. I feel like it all started with that one person. Mm-hmm. It all started with that one person, and after that, everything got chaotic. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Because it was even 
after a while during practices there was there was a divide. It was, a, it was a divide. It was a divide. It, it came together on stage because we knew yeah. what we had to we do. Because we, we, we knew what we had to do. It felt like I felt like we could have made a TV show out of that shit. Like it felt like it felt like a whole TV <laughs> show. It really was. It was. Big. It was. It, it felt was like big. a whole reality show. Because every every day something happened. Every day there was something that was going on. You you probably didn't know about it at practice, but you heard about it after practice. Yeah. Right. And there was a whole group. There was a whole group chat with the leads. The, yeah, the, with the leads. Yeah, there was a there was a group. What? I remember. I remember all this stuff is coming all back because it was yeah, there was a group was chat. A group chat with the leads. The mm-hmm. leads. Why don't you have a group chat with the, with everybody? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to do. Because senior year, because it's my senior year, I want everybody to feel like right. They matter. They're, 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 they matter. But people, but they were just like, nah. They basically like, nah. I'm. I got this part. I'm gonna worry about my part. You stay in the background. You stay in the background and you do your thing while I do my thing in the front. And that's not what the show is about. That was the f- that that year was the first time I really I really sat back and thought about everything that happened and I'm like, damn. Like I just because I remember when I came back for. Aida and everybody mm-hmm. was like, "I wish you guys were still here." Yeah, and I was yeah. and I was wondering why you guys were saying that because I didn't even know what was going on because I was like, "Why do they keep saying that to me and Jimmy?" They were like, "We so wish bad. you guys it was, were it back." It was horrible, and I I still I still feel feel some type of way about that. I still feel some type of way about that. <laughs> and you talk about being depressed, boy. I was just talking to my mom yesterday. I was just talking to my, not not even yesterday, like maybe a couple weeks ago, and then she was talking about. Strong, my mom was basically like, "Y'all gotta, you gotta get over it." Yeah, we don't teach. Then that right, goes. And in. I get that from my dad too, because um, I didn't tell anybody. Neither you know did I. Tell I didn't tell my the, significant other knew. She knew. Yeah, you don't. You don't tell, tell anybody till it was over. I was yeah. past it, mm. and when I was past it, I was here and out of high school. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like that really put me into like. And that's pretty much how it was for me too. I it's was, so it much was like, better was, uh, when you leave that place. It was like, yeah. They got to do better, and they're doing worse right now. Yeah, <laughs> Gabby said that. That definitely. She said after that whole thing happened, that I was a different person. And that when she said that, it really hit. It was like, oh shit! Like, almost mm-hmm. cried because I'm like, wow! Like, it really did. I thought about it because I actually cried when I got that part. I cried. I cried. Not because I didn't want the part. I was just like, damn, they didn't believe in me. Right. Not to not to take anything away from the rest of the leagues because they did an excellent job, but I feel like I deserve to be to do to just just to do more. Mm-hmm. Just to do mm-hmm. more. And they didn't even they didn't even think twice about like, hey, you can be on stage here, here, here. Like I just I get I mean, I guess that's me being a little bit of, a little bit selfish, but then after no, but- then after that, so I was like, yeah, it was just, it happens. It, it happens. You know, I had to learn from that, and that actually made me humble. Yeah, I think that motivated us. It definitely motivated us. You don't believe in me? All right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> because even, cause even though, like, even, like, going back to musical, like, Cause I wanted to get you play seaweed for Hairspray. You, yeah. Because I, I, I went in, I went, I went in for Michael that. Martin. Like, um, and even then, this was. Cause this was the first time I was ever going to start singing and stuff for like, mm-hmm. like I was just starting doing leads and choir. So yeah. I was like, let me just take a chance on this and see if I can do it. 
So I froze. Like I didn't fr- like I knew all the words. I knew mm-hmm. the dance moves. Just I, I just froze. It was like a whole different thing. So mm-hmm. and then it was like then it was like when Paul like we were in practice. It was like the dancing. She loved you. Paul, it was like <laughs> it was like over. Everybody was like, like yeah. dance. It's just like. And that's, and I think that's from the from the from, from the beginning. That's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, I but and there was always that other part of me that always sung too. So it's like still trying to get that, and I'm still trying to deal with that now. Trying to get that duality still together. Yeah, man. It. That was and it takes a while. That year, that that sophomore year was the best. Was my best year. Yeah. Our best year. I feel good. like that was that was a great year. That was my best year. That was a great year because I felt like everybody in that month, on that stage, no matter what, like they mm-hmm. felt like a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even if we were arguing right before <laughs> the family, arguing right, we we going, we were going, we were going, going and at it, going at it. Like I, rem- I remember, like sometimes me and Talaya were getting into it. Me and Talaya, me and Zanaya um, got into it. Like we, the, me and Mackenzie never had an issue. We just, we literally, we literally, me and me and Mackenzie just looked at each other and was like, "You girl, you ready?" And then this, did it, like, it just, yeah. it just came on. Like the lights came on. It was like snap. It was over. That thrill though, that thrill. It was like. I remember we was just waiting. Almost. Me and you right stage right. We were on stage right and just sitting there waiting. I remember because we were both because we were both first in the line in the line. I think you were first in your line for yeah, going in because I was on the steps. A white person first, yeah. and I was black. Person, yeah. so. <laughs> we bro, you know, I remember the the opening scene. I was paused and shit. I seen everybody coming, like everybody like looking at us. I'm like, oh shit, this is real. And I don't know why we stopped doing the previews. The previews is what got oh, me hyped. Yeah. No, the previews was crazy. The I remember previews <laughs> lit. No, yeah, niggas lit. Now. Yes, everybody was yeah. a mess. Oh, so, when Siani did her her thing. Yeah, yeah. That was I miss Siani. I heard. I heard she's coming out with an album. Yeah, she yeah. she's on Facebook. I think it comes it comes out in May. Like, I think May, yeah. May sometimes. Is she on a label? For I think some reason, so. what was she signing? Because yeah, it's like okay, yeah, because yeah, I saw. Okay, yeah, like, this is one of my. This is another one of our friends, Siani Logan. Um, <laughs> Um, it's funny because like I used to like that was my ex girlfriend. That was your ex. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> but we were best that. friends first, okay. so it didn't work out because it didn't work out. And then I was still going through my stuff too. Like yeah. she was one, and then she was like one of the first people I told too. Oh, because because okay. okay. during that time we were we had this whole huge huge argument, and mm-hmm. we never we stopped talking mm-hmm. until and we didn't talk really until after that because I wanted to like. We just—it was just like a misunderstanding, miscommunication, and stuff like that. Because we were friends for years, so it like kind of hurt mm-hmm. that we weren't talking. I lost so, a lot of friends. We lost a lot of friends during that during that transition. Yeah, and so it's like like even now, like at the end of high school, we thought like I don't know about you, but I thought I had a whole bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. Nah, not me. <laughs> nah, yeah. It's like that was a crazy ride, high school. High school is a crazy ride. They always say high school is interesting. It is. And I really can say, even even with all the bullshit, I think it really taught me that um, not to be scared. Not to be scared anymore. Taught me to be strong. Taught me to be strong. Taught me not to be scared. It taught me that everything that you thought people wouldn't like about you is the reason why they love you. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's what that's that's why 
after like the like the first few performances I like went home kind of like cried to myself because it was like now I feel accepted right for something yeah. that I'm doing naturally mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not it's not like it's not like an issue for anybody and that's and then like when you guys would come up like when you would come up or you would come up or like um Paula would come up mm-hmm. and just say what y'all got you would say like mm-hmm. when I was performing it was like okay this is why I should be home. Mm-hmm. And I should have never stopped mm-hmm. trying to do it. What it was about before before you, you guys left, it was about expressing yourself. It was mm-hmm. about everybody coming from different areas, different places, different skin colors, different everything. And then coming together and making a project that was beautiful, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And then pressure. Pressure got to a motherfucker. <laughs> pressure got to a motherfucker. Because now, I mean, you think about it. You put something good out. They're going, the audience is going to be like, oh, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? What are doing next? What are doing next? They probably heard that all Because I, I didn't have to deal with that. And because yeah. that was my senior year, but that was your sophomore year, so you guys had two more years. Yeah, and then I came, and then I came back every year to see you guys until you guys yeah. graduated. Because I was just going to ask her. I, I was, I just asked Mackenzie if she was going. I don't. See, I'm, uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't no. even know what me. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't known. Hi, Gabby. <laughs> Goodbye. Can I sit in here and wait? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse my girlfriend. And that was Gabby, another person that knows about this whole experience. Of yeah, music. I mean, she she could elaborate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a I, lot of stuff. Yeah, that's a lot. There's of a lot of stuff we can talk about all for a lot about of stuff. This stuff. But, but yeah, back to that, I don't even know if I want to go. You know, I was I was just telling Gabby, I don't I don't I don't know. Because, because my because re- really to be honest, my main reason for even going back, because because that high school had some, it was a whole bunch of bad energy, a whole bunch of bad, a whole bunch of baggage that I didn't want to go back to, right. and then even when I went back, even it was mainly for you guys, like it yeah. was for, it was for y'all, yeah, exactly. that's all the, it was all about y'all, because yeah. even when I went back, it's like the people that were in my grade. Didn't like me, didn't have anything nice to say about me. We're like, oh, hey, Derek, how are you doing? I was like, I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't deal with this. I can't deal with the fake shit. I came here right. for one reason, one reason only, to see mm-hmm. my family perform, and see one how day. they're doing, to make sure they're good as long as I'm here. One day. I come back one day of the year. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. go this year. Like, And I feel like because... And then I didn't have a connection with the other the right. ones that yeah. were behind you guys so it's not like I still had like a connection to go back like and I like, want to go look, see Miss J and Paula and Armstrong and them but like that's, that's literally it something special yeah so we to left on a bad note and I don't know if I want to go because even when I went to I'm not gonna lie I went to your friend this time I did, I did too. And I seen I some too. people that got parts that don't usually get parts, and that was kind of cool. But yeah, I can't, I couldn't help but envision like, so how are they treating the ensemble now that they were one of them? Horrible. I can't even put myself in a positive space. Horrible. I went back for that, and I went back. They asked me to do the talent show because I won the previous year, mm-hmm. and then it was political again. It, really? Talent yes. show was fun too. We can talk about that. I was, we can talk about <laughs> it. Was always lit. We can talk it was about always lit. It was it was especially a, the year that you that you performed. Yeah. That shit was crazy. 
Because you got first that year. Didn't no, you? I didn't. Was it, or was that the next year? I didn't get in two years in a row. Really? Wow. I got in when I was rapping, and I got in. Because I remember I went back to two talent shows, so that must have been one of the, the one last of the, one, the last, is the one I won. That's the one you won because I came to that one. You got third, I got second, and then Rachel Hummel got yes, first. Yeah, because yeah. I went to them all. I just yeah. went to them. And then one of the years, because I came back after that, and then yeah, did okay. you and all of one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Mackenzie won first. Yeah, after that, after that win, I was like, I just wanted to win one. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was rooting for you. I'm like she better. I was. I just wanted. I was like she better. I didn't think I was gonna get. I didn't think I was gonna get anything. I was just like, bitch. I'm the hype. I was was crazy. I was performing. I was just performing. I was was getting. I was like, get this off my chest. (laughs) Just do this. This your last year. Do something. And then anything happened. It got me to be comfortable performing. That's the place. First place I ever rapped. Yo. And I didn't think nobody would like it. Like, who's this little mixed girl? Think that she could just. And no, because no, no, like, I don't know if you heard me in there. I was like, look at my baby on stage. And I had, like, I won't name drop, but I had, like, these kids that I thought, like, were crazy popular coming up to me. And I was like, oh, okay. I need to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo. I always knew. I always tell you this. I always knew that you had that. That you had that. You just had, you just had somebody. You just needed to express that shit. Right. For real, for real. You're just self-conscious. That's crazy. That's what it is. It's just not that. That ass, the it's high school. Self-conscious. The high school being. And they can, that, high, that, that, mm-hmm. that high school can mm-hmm. make you self-conscious. Let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially my freshman year. Did you, I don't know if you did it freshman year. Musical? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, because it was, it was the small, the small cast thing. It was, yo. I was, like, because my part was, like, was, like, real controversial. Because mm-hmm. he was, like, he was like a real open kind of guy. You know? I didn't think people was gonna. I didn't think people was gonna accept me for that. But yeah. then people was like, "Yo, you did so fucking good." I'm like, "All right, mm-hmm. all right, cool." Because like I thought people was gonna think I was more, more of what I wasn't, like more gay mm-hmm. because of the, who the part was. Yeah, because even because even we we can even go back into like certain like aspects of how we had to dance during the things oh, yeah. and like certain things like you were like how did you do right. that like how did you do that like mm-hmm. you would come up to me and be like how did you do that and I was like I'm just feeling the music mm-hmm. and I didn't care and he was like I wish I then you even told me you were like I wish I could just do think like that yeah. just forget about it mm-hmm. yeah because I, I'm, I'm always thinking because I'm always thinking too much it happens like that mm-hmm. that yeah. you actually taught me how to how to like, be okay with myself no, oh, come on! Don't do that to me, Eric. I'm gonna start crying <laughs> nah, on you. You can't say that kind of shit to me. Always talking about you. Always, always can't say that shit. Dirt on your name and shit. And I'm like, this this nigga is is, is still being him, dancing his ass off all the fucking time. Right. If he can do that shit, that made I can't. me head. That just oh god, <laughs> just hit me in my heart, Eric. Don't do that again, please. In this interview, that really hit me. I really appreciate that. No problem. That's that. That's you know I got you. I t- and I told you I always yeah. got you. I always got you. I said that. I said that. I said that in my thing. I was like, if y'all need me, y'all message me on Facebook. I'll figure out how to come down there and figure out what's going on. I wasn't playing no games because y'all got me through. Like y'all literally got me through everything that year. You got me that, through that, it too because I didn't. That was my first year of musical. I didn't have nobody to talk to. Yeah. But y'all came talk to me like it was nothing. Because like, like, <laughs> that, that part shit like who, 
that ensemble slash partial that that never really that wasn't really a thing. And when you really look right. at, and when you look at it it's on Broadway, not, that's not. A it's thing. not. Mm-hmm. You're on Broadway. Right. You're on Broadway. Period. That's period. the thing. We if all you're on, is, if, you're on if you're on the it's ensemble. <laughs> You're just as big as the people that are on Broadway with you because you're there. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, without the ensemble, you can't have. You can't it. have anything. You can't have. You nothing. can't have anything. Vice versa. So yeah. it should be. But it's all about who's going to be the star. You know, it's all about stars. But if you think about it, they did like the, the directors kind of like divided it themselves because they would have separate practice. I mean, of course, you have to have practices yeah. where mm-hmm. you know we gotta. We gotta be there, and they—they're not doing anything. So why yeah. are they there? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they would—they wouldn't say it, but you could definitely—they yeah. definitely you could treated you different. Too. They treated you different if mm-hmm. you was on ensemble because yeah, you know. Hey, this is this is a great talk. <laughs> I told you we got a great. lot. Of, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got right. a lot of stuff to I catch up I, on. I ain't think we gonna talk about that. You, this. All, I feel you good. I feel you good. all <laughs> here making me feel like I'm about to damn cry and shit. Don't cry, bro. I'm Don't not cry. gonna cry, but it helped me on the tear up a little bit. Nah, cause cause it do something to you. Perform performing in general, mm-hmm. you get this rush, and like I don't know. I just get this feeling when I'm on when I'm on stage and it's like this is what I want to be doing. Exactly. And I always said, like, if I ever got to perform in like Firefly or Coachella or some right. shit like that. Or even even at the fucking Wells Fargo Center or something like mm-hmm. that. That'd be just crazy for me. I would probably cry on stage real quick before I start my if, start mm-hmm. my set. Because that cause that feeling that you get when people are cheering for you and you know you're doing good and you and like you work so hard for what you got, and you, exactly. and they vibing with you, and you just that shit. That that is <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is a ridiculous feeling. Speaking of that, um, let's talk about um, your first time ever performing on stage or on music. My own music. How did that feel? Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna end the segment real quick after that. Sure. So my own music. So what I used to do in high school was take a track from an artist um i think the two tracks i did for the talent show i pulled from drake um one was over and one was all me and i used to just write to the tracks mm-hmm. um so i guess you could call it a remix but like i kind of steered away from what they were doing but uh that was ju- my first time was junior year and i wrote an anthem for our class because our class is crazy yeah wow. Um, wow. <laughs> so I did that and it was my first time ever rapping and like I said I had people coming up to me that I thought were way above me just talking to me like oh my god was that that you really did that and stuff like that and it's a feeling that when people every line is like oh because oh, I focus on my lyrics so I want the punchline to hit and like I know you do too and so when when they were when the crowd receives that and it's like I'm so shy, or I was so shy, and they just react to it. It's you can't even describe it. it that's how I was. That's 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 what I was like. It was my baby <laughs> is up here performing. I was, I was so it's happy. Crazy. For you. I was so happy for you because I, I knew was, you had both. I knew you had both. <laughs> like, and I knew you had that shit. 
And I was like, I was jumping up and down in, 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 in the audience. I'm like, let's go. Because <laughs> I always, because when I was looking at you, like before they, before you even did it, I was like, I always thought there was something in you that you were trying to, this to is hide. that's always here in the music, yeah. but what is she doing? Yeah. Like, like yeah. there was something in you that needed to get out, and then yeah. like that, it just happened on stage, and yeah. I was there to see it, and I was just like, yeah, that's a special feeling. That's a special feeling yeah. that you're there to see somebody actually like that you care all about themselves, and then they do it for the first time, and everybody's like surprised and, you're and like, happy. Oh, about it. I knew this shit. I knew she had. It's crazy. It's really crazy. It is. I I never forget my first time performing. What was yours? Well, my 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 music or just performing in general. Mm, just performing in general. Oh, performing in general. Okay. It was at the fucking high school. <laughs> it, was, it was at the high school I was like well how old was I I was in sixth grade sixth well I grade. know we both did the middle school we did but did you I don't know I didn't write my own music until sophomore year oh okay until so sophomore yeah, yeah. I mean I was always performing but I got two stories to tell you the first time <laughs> well just give me one real quick and then got we got to pause for a second <laughs> I got you alright so quick um First time ever performing was um was at the high school we did Wizard of Oz. I was like the the mayor of Munchkinland or whatever. And like I remember before before the uh before the show I was nervous as hell because I've never performed before. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's telling me that I'm I'm doing good, but I don't know if I'm really doing good, you know? So I'm like, alright, I'm gonna just do it. And then I did it and then like the audience received it and they're laughing <laughs> and they're like oh because we're so little and we're in the i'm in like a, a painted mustache <laughs> and they're laughing they're clapping and shit and then after after is the, the, the my favorite part because you like get her, oh my god you're so good mm-hmm. like that that that's when i knew i was like yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my damn life because it's funny how it started out because my aunt you, y'all know miss jenkins right mm-hmm. she's the one that got me in She's the one that got me started performing, which is so crazy because she never, ever, ever, ever misses Anything. a performance. That's so dope. That's, That's adorable. Because yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't even know that you did that six, uh, when you were in sixth grade. Yeah. So That's this crazy. That shit. I love that shit. Like I love, I loved it. I loved the experience, and I, I was like, yeah, how can I, how can I do this again? <laughs> And I and then since then, like ever since then, I was like always hitting. I was trying to get Miss Jenkins to, to tell Miss Jenkins, like, "Yo, I'm ready." <laughs> like I was like, "Yo, I'm ready," like right now. Like that was that was crazy. That was a crazy experience. That really, that really changed my life for real. Because I thought I was gonna be a football player. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I wanted to play for the Eagles. Then I was like, "Yeah, that's not happening." <laughs> I, I knew that wasn't happening like my freshman year. I was like, yeah, this is this is not this is not how it's going to go down. I got hit with a fucking heavy bag. That's 150 pounds in my stomach. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Fuck that. This is crazy. It's it funny. Crazy. Those first experiences. Yeah. Because I, I can talk about mines, but like when I first, like I talk about mines. Um, probably when I was. Probably 10, 9, 10. Like, there was this um, competition in New York for, really? like, ice cream. For ice cream? Yeah, for ice cream. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was about. Like, me and my... Um, ice cream. Me and my um, mom and uh, my aunts were there. 
So they were like, oh, you can come up and dance and da, 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 mm-hmm. like for ice cream for a whole year. Mm-hmm. So, oh, for, mm-hmm. so I went up there, me just being me at that age where I didn't think about anything. Mm-hmm. I go back, I think about it, I'm just like, where'd that dark go? Yeah. Uh, it got so cloudy as <laughs> I got older. But I just remember that. And then I just danced. I then one. And then it was like. I and you. I didn't even. Like looking back at it, I didn't understand how important that actually was. But then after that, you go into musical. Mm-hmm. And then you have that performance. And then yeah. I'm just literally by myself in front of it. And you literally see people clapping the whole time. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it's like it's like that little you is in the same place that the big you was at, mm-hmm. and it's like this like it's like it's like, it's like very it's nostalgic, and it's like this like huge like moment in your life Every that you time. can't ever forget. Every time. And then then it happened again when I started singing in church for my solos, really? like the first time, and. Like I was like so good because I always hated my damn voice. Mm-hmm. I always hated my voice because I was like ill. Like even my speaking voice, I still have a problem with it. Like when I really? like speaking now, like uh-huh. I wish it was deeper. Like I like when I, like when I was like when I'm sick. Like when I'm sick. Like when I'm sick. Like my voice gets a lot deeper, and like I wake when I wake up, I'm like this is where I want my voice no, to stay. No, this is where I want my voice to no, stay, so no, I don't I have to deal with it. Higher. I wish my voice was higher. Bro, I, I wish I could sing <laughs> some of the notes that some of these artists are doing now. I can like because like and then speaking of like because I can I've always been able to sing like high like very high notes like Mariah Carey notes like, yeah. like go up to those notes, but I always was scared because it's like a guy singing it. It's kind of oh, yeah. weird. That. So, so, so then I did like I would sing, and then I would go from both right, like my lower register. I was starting to get more comfortable with like singing lower because mm-hmm. before I always sung higher. Mm-hmm. So it's like that whole difference in like maintaining it, and then me singing high notes, and people like responded so well to it throughout the whole church. I was like, all right, yeah, you all right. There's no, there, I was like, there's no need for me to. Not let this out. Just mm-hmm. continue to go. Do you remember the first time you saw? And like you got a good reaction from it. Are you thinking of a specific time or? I, I mean, I, I I am. I just wanted to know if you were. I mean, I, I sang in church. I remember. Are you singing church? Everybody yeah. sang in church with me. <laughs> my my my. Goddamn Not like in the choir or anything, but you know, like. Sunday school, like oh, they had to come um, up, but like you'll do Christmas presentations with the kids and stuff. And I remember the one time I had, first time I had a solo, I just started crying, and like not to get religious, but my grandma was like, "Cause the Holy Ghost hit you." But I don't know if it was or that and a mixture of him telling me like, "This is what I need to do." Yeah, it probably was. I don't when know. It when it hits you, it hit. Yeah. It, yeah. Like it, 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 It's like it's, it's a special moment. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I remember the first time like I knew I had my. That shit hit like crazy. So I did this um I did this summer the summer theater thing at um over at our uh, RCGC. Okay, yeah. When I was in when I the when I was going into so right after the sixth grade that summer they put me in this little summer thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like and I'm thinking, alright, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on sound or something because this is my first time, you know. Yeah. Like really getting into it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a fun experience. I remember the first, like the first day, they had a they had a singing singing a song, 
And I got up and sung, and everybody was like, I'm like, y'all can't do that shit? <laughs> like, y'all can't do that? That wasn't even the part where I, like, I really found my voice because I was always afraid to use it. Like, I remember this, like, clean as day. So it was, like, four or five days before before the actual show. Mm-hmm. I, opened, I opened up the show with me singing. And I can never, I'm like, I can never hit the notes or whatever. And, like, the director... Her name is uh, Miss, Miss Barbie Sue. Barbie Sue. Real big lady, but she was like always yelling at me. Like always yelling at me. Louder! Louder! <laughs> Come on, I know you got it. You're louder! So I'm singing like and I'm doing a movement. And, and like out of nowhere. Like, it, it just happened and, and I started singing like crazy. Like crazy, crazy. Like I've never sung like that before. And to this day, everybody was like, to this day, I think about that and I'm like, damn, she really got that shit out of me. She yeah. really, because she believed in me. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. That's really crazy because after that, it was done. It was, it was, it was done. It was done. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this shit. I'm doing this shit, bro. That, was, oh my God. I wish I could see her and thank her. I wish I could see her. People will ask you like why music like that's so risky to well when yeah, we yeah, my parents were asking mm-hmm. me that too. My dad was so scared, he didn't really? know what I was gonna do. But yeah. then when I found a music industry program, he's like, All right. Because like I start because even when I went to college it, it went back like after like I thought that I completely switched over and wasn't so self confident like self conscious of everything. Mm-hmm. But like even bef- like I had to switch my major. Because at first, I was just going to do the business. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me just do business just so I have something to fall back on. Right. Because I didn't know about the music business industry over at Rome. Because this, 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 this was before it, um, it used to be GCC, guys. But it's now RCGC. So once that happened, I learned about it mm-hmm. after I already got there. So then I found that out. And I was like, and then there was... Uh, um, there's a teacher there for um, theater, uh, Mr. Beckley. Like we were in this class, and then they had like a music um, club there, mm-hmm. and it was like I went in there, and it was like just something about it was like it was like the music was calling, calling me, and I was trying to like stop it from calling me. Like it was just <laughs> like I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like just wake up for no apparent reason and it was like once I said alright I want to go back to what I know is going to make me happy for the rest of my life it was like I could sleep well again it after really that it, it, nice. like, and then my parents were just like so you really going to do this and I was like yeah they are like so how are you going to do it and I was like well I'm going into the industry program so hopefully they'll help me figure it out but this is what I'm doing now that industry program mm-hmm. right now is calling me now, but I don't have to keep it. That's, an, that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about it, but like, you know, Mr. Spencer in mm-hmm. middle school, he's like, I don't know, this thing like an uncle figure to me. I kind of yeah. look at him as, but I was in senior, senior year, the beginning of senior year in high school. And we did like I was in band, so we did the little concerts at the middle and school. I remember when I was in band. <laughs> Yo, that was, band was the days too. But, like, after one of the concerts, I went up to him, and I was just like, I need your help. I don't know what I'm doing with myself. Like, I wanted to be a producer so bad. And I was like, what can I go to school to do? Where, where, 
I had no idea what to do. So he was like, all right, you're going to come here for a day, like, and we'll figure it out. We stayed there for, like, two and a half hours just looking up schools, looking up programs, and then we... I wanted to go away so bad. I did not want to stay. That Me that was too. the same so thing. Bad. I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Full Sail University. That's where so I wanted to go. And, he, and he, convinced me. he convinced me. He was like, "That's not it. That's not what you need to be doing." He was like, "For some reason, he said it wasn't like legitimate. I guess like it didn't look legit, right?" Yeah. I got the email because yeah, like, my mom said that. My mom said the same thing. She was like, "This doesn't look like it's legitimate." Yeah, don't, and he was like, "Don't trust it." But we he went here and we stumbled on the music industry program here and I was like, well, I can't like say no like this is there for a reason. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know about. It. I wish I wish <laughs> I wish I knew about. Right, it. I didn't. I wouldn't have known if he didn't scroll through the list and. Because it was new, because it was new, but because yeah, I came, because I came in when it was first started, mm-hmm. too. Lucky, mother- so, oh, lucky. So lucky when it, when it was first started, so that was before all the stuff that you have, like a whole list of stuff that you guys had to do. Mm-hmm. I like, during like, the first class, I think graduating with degrees in it, yeah. and we're the first class that they have the actual. List, list, and curriculum, right? Yeah. And curriculum, yeah. all the That's great. So I, it was crazy. <laughs> it was like, cause like last year, cause really like, I'm probably gonna be like a super senior. Because like I'm, I'll be considered a senior now, cause I went to for mm-hmm. Rome, for mm-hmm. Rome, for um, Camden County. I mean, not Camden County, um, Gloucester County, and then two years here. So really, I should have been graduating by now. Yeah. But since they're adding all this other stuff while I was actually going through the program I had to pick up all these extra credits mm-hmm. over the summer and try and get summer class too. Then wow. gotta get an internship. Then get a job. While I'm doing this shit. You're trying not to die. You're trying to have a relationship. Okay. Well, Miss McKenzie has to go somewhere, so we just wanted to end the conversation. I have an assignment for a class. They need me to go to a meeting and write about it. School board meeting. I don't want to go back over there. All right. (laughs) So before you leave, just give them um, your social media and then um, where they can find your music real quick. Yeah, SoundCloud is the link is like Ken's the Lyricist. Um, Instagram, I'm getting used to that because I'm an old soul and I don't like social media so I finally made one welcome to my life <laughs> finally made one this year that's Ken's Lyricist also and then I don't know my Snapchat is Ken's Lyricist alright so alright and then the singles are when- single out right now is Pick One um I have My Nothing a Christmas song I did with another artist and a very Rowan. good song thank <laughs> you it's not really a Christmas time but yeah. you know yeah. it's <laughs> a very good song I like that song it, but I still listen to Christmas songs even when it's not Christmas. Like yeah, Let It Snow, I do too. My boys, the man. So I you, can, you can still listen to that joint. <laughs> I still listen to um, Jesus of What a Wonderful Child, Mariah Carey. Oh yeah, every day. You sing that in church all, all the time. time. <laughs> That's like a black church thing. Right? <laughs> you sing that in and out of season. Stomping, like yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, when you when you see somebody catch the Holy Ghost and start, start oh my god, I'm getting it. I'm like, oh. Especially, 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 especially when they're older too. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Just, it really be killing me because I'm like, this lady got a whole king. 
And she got the and whole she started up. And she started walking, start walking and getting it in Get church. I'm like, y'all are crazy. They know what they're doing when that when that drum speed up. They know they're catching the Holy Ghost. Man, that organ. <laughs> yep. My grandmother was speaking the tongue one time. Oh. What is going on? <laughs> that never happened to me. <laughs> That's never happened to me. Neither, neither they talk about it, but it's never happened to me. I was I like googling it. She was like, "You don't need to be looking that up. It just happens." I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Such an older black woman. Mm-hmm. Like this older people. This is nice. Well, you know, we gonna have to do more conversations like this. Yes, Kim. definitely. So, because this was a lot of catharsis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of, it was a lot, a lot of stuff to get. Right. To a get lot. Out. A lot. <laughs> uh, well, I'll see. We'll talk later. Thank you. Bye. Bye, be safe. I'm Kenzie. Yo, if you if you find anything about the uh, Holly Bash, I will. Yeah, right. I'll let you. Yeah. And we also have to collab on the song. I know. I need to get more tracks. You, I know. I so do I. As soon as we I get all some, should tra- we all should try to do know, a right? song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be crazy. That would be crazy. All right, see. You. Bye. All right. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit more stuff about ships. So, yeah. um. Let's talk about. Um, I know you're trying to get an EP together, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about that process? Yes. Doing it on your own, getting the beats. And it's crazy. It's crazy. And do you, do you? I forget. Did you tell me that you produce some of the stuff yourself too? I produce, I produce some of the stuff myself. Okay. But for this EP, I'm only I'm only I only produce one. Okay. For this one. Oh, by the way, it's called Frozen. I don't know when it's coming out, but you should be on the lookout for it. As soon as I get a approximately $1,900, I will be releasing it. So Now, yeah. <laughs> um, now um, the single that she just put out, um, Dripping, is that part of Frozen? Yes, yes it is. Okay, so if you guys want to um, get like a preview of what the album's going to probably sound like, um, go on, it's on um, it's Spotify, on Spotify mm-hmm. or the SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. SoundCloud? Okay, yeah. so check out SoundCloud and um, look up Dripping and Javon. It's J-E. It's J-E with the asterisk over it. V-O-N They be doing me dirty On SoundCloud So you might have to Scroll a little bit But hey, it's, I, I think it's worth it And I also have A, um, a remix To um, Crew Out too If you guys want to listen to that That's the first, That'll be the first song On my On my page So Talking about the That yeah, whole man. process It's crazy I know it's a Big it's, 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 it's Process a bitch. It's, it's, a, it's a real bitch Cause First of all, I've been going back and forth with with what songs I want to put on there. Mm-hmm. That's all of it. Like, and you write your own stuff too, right? Right. Everything okay. I write, everything. I don't have no no ghost writers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's crazy. I I actually I actually write about two songs to 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 like a beat like each day and figure and like I'm still trying to figure out what. Exactly, I want because I'm trying to get, I'm trying to put the best out. Mm-hmm. Because I this is this would be the um, the EP that I like that I'm trying to put myself out there, mm-hmm. put myself on the map mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I want this to be really good. Mm-hmm. I want it to be really good. And the one of the the issues that I've been running into is how how am I going to get people to listen to it? You know, because mm-hmm. as you know, this music industry is cutthroat, mm-hmm. and the audience is not going to care about you. Unless you're like a big name like Drake, you know, mm-hmm. like they don't, 
people not too many and people. if you don't have a huge social following exactly. that's not which, which I have either of those I, I do not I have a thousand followers on Instagram but whenever I put something up on <laughs> on uh, on Instagram about my music mm-hmm. it's just like nobody yeah. nobody clicks mm-hmm. on to it you know and that's but that's the start. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta trust the process. Mm-hmm. Trust the process of being, a, especially a starving artist. If I if I had millions of dollars, this wouldn't this wouldn't be yeah. so hard. You know? mm-hmm. But since I come from a family that doesn't have a lot of money, and especially I'm in college, mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna take some time. But it'll be worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it'll teach you something because it's it's kind of the same thing with. This podcast and YouTube. It's yeah. a lot of growing pains with yeah. a lot of stuff. And then me even, me even going with the social media because I'm not good with social media. Yeah. Like, on my personal page, y'all probably will not only see me when I feel like I look cute in a picture and like something new happened. Like I still need to show y'all that I got a, another nose ring and then I got a tattoo recently. Y'all, y'all, I just got it. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, um, it's from, I don't know if you ever saw Charmed. It's I've like heard the, of it. It's like three witch sis- sisters that were witches. Oh, um, And then, like, my, um, it's like, this is, uh, it's pretty, it's a Celtic symbol, but mm-hmm. it's like the, it, um, it's, it's like, like for the Trinity. For, okay. It's like for, it's, it has a lot of meanings. It's like, it's pretty much about balance, pretty much. That's oh, okay. what it's really about. Um, promotes balance. It's like a, so, it's like, I think of it as that. And then one of the phrases from it is like the power of three will set you free because it's like all about family and mm-hmm. family will always help you get through stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So I like that message. That's then it's cool. like earth, water, that balance of like that. energies and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I look at it as myself, like the person I want to be, the person I can be, mm-hmm. and the person I actually am. So I think of it like that in a circle too. So like it means a lot to me. So I just got that. So I'm still trying to get used to having something on my damn arm. arm real quick. Yeah. Man. I've been thinking I'm surprised. About I'm surprised I didn't cry. Because <laughs> I really swore I was going to cry. Did, was it, like, did it hurt? It was... It, it's an interesting kind of pain, I'll say that. Because it was... Like, I don't know if you're scared. Are you scared of needles? Like, Not when really. you get shots or something like that, there's a, like... Do you, like... Swing, swing, something like, like that. Like, like, yeah, because like the, this is it's the same. This is kind of the same thing with me. Like, so the needle part of it all, and then I have nose rings. So like, if you have a nose ring, it's kind of like it's kind of like that pain. You Uh-oh. get a nose ring. Yeah. For like, and then I have a hoop one, so it hurt even more. Mm-hmm. So I guess like, yeah, and then it's just, it's just moving in. It's just it was just like moving in and out, and then. Pretty much the thing that hurt the most would probably be the shading of it, because yeah, like they just because they like scrape mm-hmm. throughout your skin. So it's like that's probably was the most painful part. But yeah, I, if you're used to if you're if you can if you have a high pain tolerance, you're probably not gonna like be too bad about it. Yeah, I, yeah. The only thing is just make sure your fluids are high and stuff like that, so you don't get lightheaded and stuff like that. But that's just like standard piercing. Yeah. So And then I went to the convention too. I went to that Philadelphia tattoo convention. Oh, where? Yeah, because me and my my cousin that introduced me to the show, mm-hmm. she got the same thing. Oh, that's so that's what we did. 
and then my aunt got one because she bought it. she got me this tattoo for my birthday. Because oh, it was supposed to be for my twenty first birthday, but I couldn't get them to get tattoo, so that's what it was about. That's why I got it. But enough about me and my tattoo. So again, with the whole EP, the whole process of it. So it's a long, yeah, long so, process. Um, and then another part to it. So I know, like another part of you doing an EP is you trying to find your own voice as well. That that might be so, the, the hardest part about it all. So like. Um, Give me some of your influences, and then we can talk about the whole trying to find what you can take from each of your inspirations and bring it to number one, Eric, Javon. Number one, always know, always will be Michael Jackson, Mm -hmm. the biggest, the biggest influence ever of of music. Him is him, and it's Chris Brown. Him, Chris Brown, Beyonce, because she totally changed my life. Because I just look at all three of those their their voices, mm-hmm. and I see how elite they are, and I want to get up to to that elite level, especially with Chris Brown's and Chris Brown and Michael Jackson's performance. Like their stage presence mm-hmm. is ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous, and that's what I always want to want to chase, so mm-hmm. to speak. And Beyonce, her um, her artistry, like her the way that she carries herself as an artist, and the way. Like in, in her songs, her songs, her, like all of their songs, really, because if you think about it, you hear one of their songs almost every day. It's either Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Beyonce. Bruno, Bruno is starting to become uh, influenced just because of his stage presence as well. I love his stage presence. I love what he did at the Grammys. I love what he did. And um, I love what he did on his tour. I didn't see his tour, but I looked it up on YouTube. Yeah. So those are those are the main four because they're singers. Yeah. Um, rapping wise, um, I look at Kendrick. I look at Kendrick. Love Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah, I love Kendrick. I have too. a lot of respect for him. I have a lot, a lot of respect, respect for him because he's one of those. Because he's not just a rapper. Because he he can he can like he can kill you with bars, and he also can be very creative. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really love about him: his creativity. Respect. Especially um, the um, Grammy performance. Yes. That, that Grammy performance is amazing. Very creative. I think that's probably the, my favorite um, rap performance I've seen in a very long time. Because I don't feel like... Um, not to say that rappers don't put enough attention into the stage, but I feel they like... Don't. I feel like uh, it's more... It's, it's too. It's just a little bit too much walking around for me. I like a lot of a whole bunch of stuff being on stage, like on. going on at the same time. And you know who's good? You know who's good at good with that? Kanye West. Mm-hmm. When, if you go to one of his shows, he always has something going on. He always has you entertained. Mm-hmm. You know, because he. I mean, it's, it's easy though, because mm-hmm. he he actually researched like great performers of, like, in like the eighteen hundreds. He, he he goes that deep into it mm-hmm. and. Another that's another thing that I try to aim to be is um, obsessed with with my craft because if you're not obsessed with it, you won't you won't be great. Mm-hmm. I try to be, I try to be, you know, but since uh, since you're in college, you know, mm-hmm. it's not your life. You know, you got to do other stuff. But 
it's, as it's, much time as you can put in, you gotta put it in. Yeah, because that's 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 really how you get great at something. Put in time, mm-hmm. and, and you can tell you can you can tell which people in the industry put more work into to what, and you you can tell who's just doing it for the clout or just mm-hmm. doing it because they make money off of it, yeah. not for the love of it. Mm-hmm. Because if to be obsessed with something, you gotta love it too. Mm-hmm. Kendrick is, is a big one. J. Cole is another big one. They know he's fell off a little bit because I, you know, we haven't heard anything from yeah. him. Um, but even that, Kendrick has more of, um, when you look at it, because Kendrick's more of a major artist. Yeah. Because he has a major deal. Definitely. And then J. Cole pretty much does all his own without any help. And also, I, for, I forgot about this one. I don't know how. The, the, the biggest name in music, Drake. Drake, he's, he's definitely an influence because if you hear any, if you hear any artist today that's, that raps and sings at the same time, they will sound like Drake in mm-hmm. somewhere, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Some way, shape, or form, they will sound like Drake. Yeah. And going in. He and, really made yeah. that comeback. <clears throat> so he really did. Because before that, you had like Missy Elliott, who, mm-hmm. was, always, who was always singing. Missy um, Elliott was, was very You good. had Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. singer, rapper. Um, we had a lot of people back in the day before there was like a void until Drake came back. There with was rap, with rappers there singing was. and rapping at the same time, and now it's like that's what everybody does now. You know what I feel like is is, is great too. You, you might not agree with me, but I like Travis Scott a lot too because he's cr- very creative. If you think about it, if you think I don't haven't listened. Because I haven't listened to a lot of Travis Scott. I want to care. Just like just some sh- songs that. It hits me, and some yeah. songs I have to look, listen to a little bit. Yeah, I I actually went to Kendrick's concert back in I think it was August, maybe July, August, around that time. Mm-hmm. He he I performed at the Wells Fargo Center, and Travis Scott was there too, and he was very very creative. I had a lot of energy. His energy was 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 very pleasing mm-hmm. because you don't know because you you can put him in the in the category. With the, with the new age rappers, yeah, you didn't, you don't, you don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. and then you see him, you know, really putting it down on stage, and it's like, oh, I, I fuck with him now. I have more respect for him, mm-hmm. you know. So that too, Migos. You never, you never, you never talked about why you didn't like Migos. Oh well. Oh yeah, the the the, the yeah, thing, the yeah. thing, the thing. Was that the only reason why? Um, and then um, that's one of the reasons, but it's been it's. The reason why it hit me was because it's been like a continuous thing with them. So it's kind of like, it's so, just, so, so yeah, so it's kind of like, all right. And even that, when you, it's hip hop, so you kind of expect that. So yeah. it's like, it's yeah. kind of a hard thing sometimes. You don't, really see a lot of, you don't see a lot of like pro LGBTQ. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you, you don't see a lot. So it's kind of, it's like it's one of those mental things you got to do sometimes. Where it's just like you got black. They probably they they from Atlanta. So it's a it's Atlanta and it's the South. It's it's, yeah, it's just yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of it's, shit. It's whole, bullshit. Yeah. Basically, it was bullshit. But that's mostly any really social concept that has been put into a child's mind at the end of the day is pretty stupid at the end yeah. of the day. Because you look at racism. We come out as kids, you don't even know what it is, what it until, is you until you get older and you see that there's a divide and then you have to pick. Like, well, because he was talking about yeah, pick, one. pick one, and then how we were like, pick one. Like, I hang out with the boys, or 
hang out with the girls. Yeah. It's hard, dude. I always, always felt when I, when I hang out with the boys, I had to be something different than what I was. And I always felt like when I was with the girls, I could be who, who I really was. Mm-hmm. You know, because with the boys, you got to act a certain way or they, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always felt like that. I always felt like I was, I was a different type of dude. Mm-hmm. You know? And even, even just to talk about that, even in like the, um, even after coming out, even in like the gay, like the LGBT, there's still like this whole thing with that. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not masculine enough, like you get like deep, like you're not yeah. treated well. Like yeah. if you're more feminine, they don't like you. Like because mm-hmm. I was trying to talk to some guy, and then like, because since I'm more quiet, like I usually stay in this like range of my voice. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm around my friends, it gets higher. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> like just doing a whole bunch of extra shit. So like so he's like, So you really sound like that? So that turned them off. So that like turned them off from me. Wow. That, so like first of all, so that was so that was so voice. He was like, So you sound so you were trying to sound more masculine on the phone than you actually are. So so it's, it's like one of those things. So it's like it's it's everywhere. It's like one of those things that we just have to get it's, over with. It's just one of those things where you can't win. You can't win for losing, as they always say. Yeah. It's one of those weird things. But so how would you um say what would you what aspects from these artists do you think um help you create your own sound and voice for the EP? Well... I know it's kind of a hard question. Yeah, it's a hard question. But, I mean, I try to take... I try to take a little bit of everybody that I, that I said from mm-hmm. and, and, in, and implement it into my, my sound, but still having it be my own, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, because like, I can tell, like, from even, like, when it was in talent show, I saw you got... When you performed, I can tell, like, the difference between how it was in high school and now. Like yeah. you can tell there's like a, yeah, a difference. I've grown so much since then. High school, I look back at those performances and I'm just like, damn, I should have did this, I should have did that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it comes from experience. Yeah. Like, you're not, you're not going get to get good at anything unless you experience. Mm-hmm. But um, what I take from Michael Jackson is just, just his performance. Same with Chris Brown. I, I saw Chris Brown. That was my first concert. And to that, and to this day, I was like, that's the best concert I've ever seen because he was singing and dancing at the same time, what Michael does. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was engaging the crowd. That's that's a big thing when performing to engage the crowd. Mm-hmm. He did a good job of that. And just and just he they both are themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you think of Michael, he's just his own own kind of guy. You think of Chris, he's own, he's his own kind of guy. And with Beyonce. You know, whenever she gets on the stage, it's over. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Even in, and then, on top of that, she sounds just like she sounds in the recording because mm-hmm. some people can't perform and sing at the same time. Yeah, her performance voice and her singing voice are the same. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, like I want my voice to be that elite, and mm-hmm. I try to implement that in my own songs. Just like I don't want to sound too, you know, too. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I want my like because my sound. I always, always, always think about this. I don't want to be compared to a lot of people because mm-hmm. I want my own voice, but at the same time, I want people to relate to me at the same time. That's yeah. a that's a big struggle, you know. With Drake, I just want to make music 
that everybody relates to. Mm-hmm. He he relates to everybody. When you think about feelings, he can do that. When you think about when you want to listen to hard shit, he can he can do that too. Even though you, we all know that he doesn't come from, come from mm-hmm. he still has experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he can just give everybody like, for example, he can he can he's marketable to the white fans too because mm-hmm. they love him rapping and singing. But he can also give them like a pop song. Just like Chris Brown can, just like Michael Jackson can, just like Beyonce can. Mm-hmm. Like they all, all of my influences relate kind of. Mm-hmm. Because they all do the same thing. And you could tie Bruno in there too. Mm-hmm. But just in different ways. Just, just in different, different ways. Yeah. Just in different ways. Mm-hmm. They all, they all know how to perform. They all know, well, several, several drink because they can't really dance. <laughs> all of them know how to sing and dance at the same time, engage a crowd. That's my biggest thing. I love performing, so, you know, obviously they would be but they know how to engage a crowd. They know how to actually sing because you know there's a there's hell of hell of artists that really don't know how to sing, yeah, or don't sound good when they sing, yeah, you know. But they make it they make it work and they make it work well. Well, so that's my biggest thing. I want to I want to implement that into my sound. So like while sounding like me, being myself, and also being relatable mm-hmm. because. Nobody can, nobody can relate to you because you are you. They can relate to music. They can relate to music. So if you tie that all together, I think that's a, that's a great combination. Yeah. So um, where where did you get the name Frozen? Is there like a certain meaning for the yes. name Frozen? There is a huge, deep meaning that I would explain right now. Well, it's not really huge. Or deep. I mean, it's deep though. All right, so I got Frozen. From the like, from basically how I've been feeling lately. I've been feeling like we was talking about depression, we was talking about all the other all things that we've been through, and I wanted to tie it into a little, like a like a short love story kind of, mm-hmm. and how this is this dude obviously me, but it's not really me. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to tell, uh, wanted to basically tell a love story about this dude where he gets cheated on or not cheated on. Like done dirty by this girl. That's the first song. That's the first song. You, you you feel that, and then it's the process of feeling be, becoming a person that we can all relate to. Becoming like a dude that don't give a fuck. And it's just like having sex with all these girls or whatever, and then like just having no feelings. Mm-hmm. Hence frozen. And then he meets a girl that changes all that. But him still being fucked up in the head, he ends up hurting her, and then he ends up losing her. So, I wanted to like the point. The, the The whole point of the story basically is to never let somebody change you, or, and, and just and just no matter what people throw at you, what people like, what anybody like, how anybody hurts you, you never you never know because you can you can let somebody go that can change your life. Mm-hmm. And you can, and you're, and I mean, love is love. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt in love. You're gonna get hurt in love. So you might as well find the person that you're willing to get hurt by. Mm-hmm. And that's that's basically the point of it all. But you, the the concept of it, like the whole aspect of it, is I'm taking you through a journey of this man's feelings, how he's feeling, and what he's feeling at the at the certain time, what's going on in his life. 
how what this girl is doing, what he's doing to the girl. So, yeah, that's basically the whole rundown. With the concept, and it like, and it speaks to society, like how we how we act now. Mm-hmm. Like you, because you know, I I know you know a lot of dudes that just like fuck over girls because they were hurt by some dude, mm-hmm. or not some dude, by some by some girl, or you know maybe some, mm-hmm. but yeah. Like and they how how they act hard and like they put on this hard shell so they don't you know mm-hmm. so they don't I went through it else. I went through it yeah and that's that's another thing I wanted to make it relatable mm-hmm. so everybody can feel what this guy's feeling what this girl is feeling because I know there's girls out there that have been hurt by so many dudes that they don't want to deal with anybody mm-hmm. and you'll feel that in this in this uh, in this EP I feel like that's and I feel like this is needed especially for our generation yeah. Yeah. And generations below us. Cause I don't feel it. I feel like the one thing, the reason why I love '90s, the '90s so much, is because there, it was so diverse. It was, and it wasn't like everybody was competing for one spot. Yeah. It never felt like they were competing for one spot. Each, each everybody had, had everybody had their own. When you had, you had Erica Badu, Maxwell, and D'Angelo in one area. Then you had um, SWV. Escape, mm-hmm. Destiny's mm-hmm. Child, you had them there. Then, then you had Biggie, you had Biggie, Tupac, Nas, and just you had the conscious rap, you had the gangster rap, you had mm-hmm. you had all and the different versions of East rap. East Coast, West Coast shit. Mm-hmm. You had everything. You had a whole bunch of different lanes, mm-hmm. and they all like were good. Yeah, you know, today it's kind of the same thing, but now everybody. Wants to sound like each other because yeah. um, you know, I don't know, but that's the big. But it's hard. It's hard. It's hard as an artist to find your own voice. your own voice and have people care care mm-hmm. and, and and enjoy what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Especially now when everything's single based. It's not about albums anymore. Mm-hmm. It used to be albums. Like albums used to be like it used to be a big deal that album came out. Yeah. Now it's just like. Oh, oh is, is the singles? Is that is that song on there? Because if not, I'm not listening mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Me, I listen to a whole album because I want to hear a story. I want to hear like cohesiveness, basically. Mm-hmm. I just want. I don't know. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at all the albums. And I still, even though there's not a lot of albums being like released, released like physically. Mm-hmm. Whenever they I can find one, I always get it because uh, just just opening it, yeah. just opening. Another makes thing, a memory. Another thing I like to do is listen to to all the great albums that have been in the past, so I can get influence for my for my like my EP. Like I listen, I probably listen to Thriller like held like over a hundred times over the past few months because like that's the most selling. Like that's that's one of the best selling albums in history. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm trying to depict what he did to to get that. Yeah. To get that title. That's kinda how I look at everything too. Like how you said like you study Beyonce, Chris Brown and Michael vocally and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's kinda how I am. Like, um, Chris is probably one of mine too for the for the performance aspect of it. Um I got into um Michael Jackson as well, because obviously it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um Beyonce as well, um, but the re- the people that really I always connected to were 
probably the ones that um, were a little bit more uh, not as easy to market, like Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. Erica Badu was like a big influence on me. Yeah, she was. Um, she, I mean, she's she's huge. You know? Yeah. She's, Even though she's huge, she's still not one of those people that's not like, respected as like not icon. not respected as an icon for like she should be. Um, then you have um, then even though Mariah, it's like Mariah Carey. Um, even with, but even with Mariah Carey, there's always been like this thing like uh, she's never, n- yeah. nobody ever actually believed that it, she actually was somebody that could actually produce what she actually did, and she did all herself. She, she produced like she had people to produce her stuff, but all the writing is her it's own. Her. All those eighteen, sing- all those eighteen singles that went number one, it's her. It's all her. Nobody else helped her with that. It's, it's her. It's her, especially yeah. and then for for being a female, yeah, and then being a biracial female, yeah, that's that's huge. huge. And then she even has a song on one of her albums called "Outside" that talks exactly about what Mackenzie was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like pick one. It's pretty much the same thing, and I res- and as a songwriter, I respect her. Yeah. I like I, res- I, res- I respect her, Smokey Robinson. Oh yeah, Babyface. Like Babyface, like um, um, uh, and he, like he wrote my girl. Yeah, my girl by Temptation. Yeah, that was huge. one of the. It's like people like that. I always try to study. I always try to study people that I respect. Yeah. And then I'm one of those like people that listen to a song and practice the runs yeah, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And you know who else isn't respected? But he has actually done a lot in the, in the industry. And he's, he's wrote a lot of songs. He's never like, gotten credit for it. Hmm. Neo. Oh, yeah, Neo. There was just an interview. I was just watching an interview with him on um, Big Boy on YouTube. I love his um, The Year of the Gentleman album. That's probably one of my favorite albums I've been. I, re- I remember going to school listening to that listening to that whole thing front and back front and back front and back that was probably one of that's actually one of the first albums I owned next to Chris Brown's first one and um Jewel Santana <laughs> Jewel Santana no, Jewel Santana I miss Jewel so he's crazy so dipset <laughs> um, all those old records I miss all of them I know and it's not the same it's not it's the same, same. Because you hear all these rappers talking about drugs and shit, man. Somebody just died off of that. Why are you still talking about it? Like, that's again, serious. Again, what we were talking about before is escapism. Yeah. It's more about escapism. The whole reason why they're talking about And it's it's been in music forever. It's not like it's new, but it's just it's so promoted and so everything's so saturated with it that you yeah. see it. And that's why people drink. That's why people smoke to escape. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so popular in the in the society, like in our society today, is to escape things rather than dealing with it. And it's, it's just, you gotta figure out a way to change it. That's why, that's why I like Drake because he, he he's not afraid to express his feelings, you know, in his, in, 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 uh, in, in his songs. People like, you know, people like say, oh, you, you soft, they say all that shit about him, but at the end of the day, just going. Just continue where you stop. Yeah. At the end of the day, he, you know, he makes people cry. He makes people feel things. Mm-hmm. He makes people feel, and that's that's one of the biggest things that I want to do. When, when people hear my song, I think that's the most important thing for music. Exactly. I want to make you feel something. 
I want to make you feel something. If you say I can't do that, then I think, then I shouldn't be an artist. If I can't make you feel good, if I can't make you cry, if I can't make you, you know, get up and dance, like then what? I'm, then what am I doing? Because mm-hmm. that means I'm not influencing you. And if I'm not influencing you, then I'm not doing my job at all. I think that's probably, and it's not that these kids are. I don't feel like these kids are feeling anything with this kind of music, Dang. but it's just it's just a they're, they're missing some things. Yeah, that's it. Because I feel like they're, and then it's not helping with the school environment because that. I have a and then brother. and then just the environment at home that some of these kids have to go through every day. Like I've looked, I, can, I think about my little cousins. I'm like these kids are so talented. They're probably never ever going to be able to tap into it because because of where they live and how the country treats people yeah, that live in these areas. Yeah, and then my like brother. I'm fortunate, like because 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 something just happened to like my cousin that I grew up with. Really, like um, sorry, like something like because he would he's depressed, like and like he tried to commit suicide. So it's like that's sad. It, and me going, me going through that, it, it hurts more. It hurts and more. Then we, and then we, and then, yeah, and that. then it, and then it hurts even more because we kind of, we're not as close as we used to be. Then yeah. he has kids. He has kids now, and it's like, it's like, you got something to live for. And I know, and that, and I know he's trying. The reason why he's so depressed about it because he's trying to do something better for his kids than he had in his life. But it's like you can't. It's hard to get something for him. And then he's not. He has hair. He doesn't want to cut it off because it's more ethnic looking. Yeah. And he got tattoos that makes you look more like menacing. That he's a black man in the first place. Yeah. So you got to add that part in there. It's just it's just tough. It's just tough. Like my brother, my little brother. He is going into high school next year. He's a, an awesome artist. Awesome artist, but he's just does the, the some of the situations that's going on at home. He can't get past, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you you can feel it. Like as soon as I left for for college, I live here. I'm, I'm, I don't you I, I live here. It's like so I'm not there to, to help him out. To help him out, especially because he don't really have a father figure. Yeah, you know, like when when he needs it. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have somebody to talk to. Like he had me, so when I left, everything changed. Yeah. So it's like it's hard. It's hard for them. It's hard for these kids, and I think that and that's these why, artists and that's why are performing ar- performing arts is important to me. It's very important because if I have because if I have it, ooh, if I had that shit, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be here. Exactly. To be honest, exactly. Because in eighth grade, I was going to take myself out. Eighth grade, and. You three sixty or I think about that all the time. Whenever I think about musical, I think about all that. I'm like all of the stuff that I never thought I would ever do in my life that would make me happy, the happiest I've ever been, I would never experience that if I just took myself out right then and there. Cause I believe everything somebody else said about me. That's it, that's it. It's, when you think about it it's sad. It's real. It's, it's really real sad. sad. And these kids, these and kids. these kids deal with this every single day. They and it's they see people get murdered in front of them. Yeah, they they, they go through some shit. They their 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 parents are incarcerated or on drugs mm-hmm. or something. And then they don't 
teach their kids that to no, express their emotions at all is always to be strong. Some of them don't eat. Some of them don't eat. It's it's hard for these kids. It's, it's real hard, and they and they connect with people like XXX Tentacion because he he just played he just played um played up the um depression thing because he because did you hear his uh his album that he put out? No, I didn't hear. It's 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 so emotional and it's so vulnerable, but you wouldn't think it would come from from him because yeah. you know you heard that song that he first came out. With. Yeah, but he actually has songs expressing his feelings, and that's why they love him so much because he's actually making people feel something. And I don't know if he just did it because he knew it was going to sell, or if he's actually expressing that. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. I know some people in the industry. Just do, do stuff just, just for the money. business. Just for the business. For the business aspect of it. Which is sad because I feel like it's... It's either, it's either either or. They either fuck with the, the person that is is giving you an escape, mm-hmm. like drugs and, and playing up drugs, playing up gangs and shit, or they, or they t- talking about feelings. Mm-hmm. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. Like, that's why, that's, why, that's why most of these kids fuck with the artists that they do. We, we, were, we were lucky. We were real lucky really to have some of, the, some of the influences we had. Yeah. We were super lucky. Oh, look at that. Yeah, she's coming in. She told me she wanted to talk. Hi. This is our friend who's Where did Mackenzie go? She, she, had, she had to leave. leave. She had to leave. Yeah. You were, yeah, we were just talking about... I'm sorry. No problem. Yeah, can y'all, can y'all kind of... Chill? Because it's a serious situation. Like a serious oh, conversation. Oh, right. He was talking about how, um, how, how something. Um, how, so well, not, kids, how, how so many kids go through the shit that they go through, mm-hmm. and they idolize these people. And they give them an escape by like talking about drugs, talking about and, mm-hmm. and or they idolize the person that is like talking about feelings, like XX Tentacion, his album. Yeah. And that's why I just left. He's such a bad guy. It's a shame because kids idolize these people and they're not even good people. Kids yeah. idolize them because a lot of the time. All right, just give. Can you guys give your names? So we oh. just have some people that came in, guys. So that was Gabby to just talk to. That's Aaron's girlfriend. That was Aaron's girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. My, 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 and my what's your name, sir? Uh, Rufi. 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 And what's your name? My name's Tiffany. And Tiffany here. So we just continue in the count. Oh, okay. This is as just like friends, like yeah. family, mm-hmm. just like my family. So I don't care. So back to the, like the whole idolization thing. Like I feel like sometimes some kids feel so alone and like they can't. Like a lot of times they don't have someone to go and talk to. Like you know, like thankfully some of us have some friends, but a lot of people who like are all like on the social media, like and they like all that clout and stuff. They're just like. They don't have people to talk to, or like the people they talk to don't take them seriously enough. So then all they see is all this negativity from like, you know, like X Extension and all that. So they're thinking that's what you know, that's what you should do, that's who you should listen to. Yeah. So then they get consumed in all of this, but it's because they don't have like someone to like properly guide them or someone to tell them like, listen, that's not all you need to do. There's like better things in life, and they don't get to see the things in life that are good that they can be going for and reaching for instead they see all this negativity and they think that's all that's out there for them so they want to be the best in the negativity and like 
be the hardest or be like, you know, they don't just. Because um, that's all they know and that's all they see and that's all like, that's all that's around. It's because it's, 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 it's these artists like supporting negativity, supporting the bad shit that they keep. It's like uh, low pump and the stupid. Some people don't even go through like the things that people go through in life. Mm-hmm. and have a lot to say about it. And some of the things they're learning, too, is kind yeah. of like, it's still, it's very mature for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah some, for them some to kids, learn, yeah. too. Some kids, kids want to learn. I think of your little brothers, like Devin. We, I was just, I was just talking, we were just talking about the Because that little boy swears he's in a gang because he listens to rappers that You said this over Yeah, it's right behind you on the floor. Oh, I see it, I see it. But yeah, like, I, because my kid, my brother, they go. They listen to trash artists first. Of first, all. they talk about nothing but trash. Are we in here? Are they in here? Do they have like a, a, a personality? So what's so? Let's just give. So we're just gonna end it right here, guys. It's been a long conversation, and I gotta get my ass to class. So can you just give your social media? Just give them some singles you want them to check out and. Oh yeah, most definitely. My Instagram handle is uh, jevon.ent, Javon Entertainment, for short. Um, my Twitter, my Twitter is at c-o-l-e-s underscore world three, and my SoundCloud is I, we already said this SoundCloud, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. Uh, my SoundCloud is je with a little with a little asterisk over it v-o-n and Facebook, oh, yeah, you ain't, you ain't getting my Facebook. Yeah, you might as well not even try. Yeah. <laughs> um, the singles, singles I want y'all to listen to again, Dripping, and uh, the crew remix that I did, that I just did. That's it. All right. And then you guys can always find me on um, my personal Instagram at dwriter, um, d.writa. Um, then the Millennial Tones podcast page, um, just search Millennial Tones podcast on Instagram, you can follow me there with any suggestions, any songs you want me to listen to, and stuff like that. You can also catch me on YouTube with some reaction videos if you want to look at that. And I guess we'll see you guys next week. So have a nice day, guys.